number two, do the damn thing. Keeps on my neck, pocket full of in frames. When I'm in the mall, hoes just pop. Pop a few tags, give me that on the wall. Trying to flip the work, make the block bump. Boys in the hood, call me Black Donald Trump. Uh, all right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of The Other Side of the Tracks. Uh, my name is Jamie Driscoll. And I'm Caleb Rainey. And this week we're going to find out why Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow, and we'll find out what a goon really is to a goblin. Uh, <laughs> we listened to uh, David Bowie's Hunky Dory, and I listened to Lil Wayne's The Carter Three, and we've got some thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got thoughts. Uh, right off the bat, I, I do want to establish that uh, Caleb and I are in no way, shape, or form music experts. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, uh, I played the trombone once. Yep. Yeah, no, I don't know music. We won't be going into like detail about the musical technicalities or syncopated beats or, or rhythms. It's all about how the albums kind of make us feel, what the ideas mm-hmm. they get across, and how we, you know, our gut reactions to it. So that's really what we're going to be discussing. Absolutely. Uh, also, just to kind of get to know us a little bit better. I, again, not a music expert. I've kind of got a comedy improv background a bit. Uh, I've worked odd jobs my whole life, kind of doing carpentry, working in theater, uh, comfortable in front of the camera and behind the mic. And Caleb here is much more prolific than me. (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, I I am a a poet and an author, uh, a performer, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if you'd go that far. But like, I'm a poet, I'm an author, and I'm like, I put things together and work in theater. <laughs> I would go I, that far. I I don't know. Um, in in like uh other professions, other worlds, I'm Caleb the Negro Artist Rainey, uh, which is my stage name. Uh, I love good lyrics, right? I love good writing, but I'm not musically inclined necessarily. And yeah, I grew up in the in the Midwest, so we've got uh, a Midwest yeah. black boy here, and. Uh, I came from working class, and my family worked really hard to, to get us out of that. So uh, that's that's kind of where I'm from. Uh, what about you, Jay? Yeah, where right. You from? Thank you. I'm <laughs> I am from a suburb outside of Baltimore, Maryland. <clears throat> uh, we did. <laughs> uh, we we grew up. Uh, my parents owned, uh, paid mortgage on a house and mm. had some uh, land. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. But we, we, we were not well off growing up. Right. Uh, we we kind of, I, I don't want to say we were struggling, but I mean, my mom didn't buy anything. She didn't have a coupon for She grew up pensioning, saving. Okay. I, I knew I yeah. knew we weren't affluent per se, but we were. I wouldn't, was it cash poor? Would that be the term? Like, the, we had property and a house, but we weren't, we weren't buying like the fancy groceries or the, or like the brand name clothes. Does oh, yeah, that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I right. just had the fancy burlap sacks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we, the ones with the drawstring. Oh, and just to be very clear, you're the really white guy. I am the really white guy. <laughs> I am quite white, yes, in case that wasn't obvious. Uh, which is a perfect way to talk about The Carter Three mm-hmm. by Lil Wayne. Uh, little, little, <laughs> we got some background information I want to go over uh, this album. Uh, the Carter Three is Lil Wayne's sixth studio album, mm-hmm. uh, released in 2008, and it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts when it was released. Love to hear it. Uh, Jay-Z, T-Pain, Robin Thicke, Busta Rhymes, and Kanye are all featured on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been described as gleefully unhinged <laughs> and, a, and a weird, gripping triumph. 
Sorry, mm. did you say Robin Thicke? Robin yeah, Thicke is on the album. <laughs> as as in, in, as we'll as get in, to it. Yeah, as in Blurred Lines? Robin as in yeah. Blurred Lines. Robin I mean, obviously, previously, so it was still cool that he was on this song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No luck. This is, this is pre-controversy. Uh, what did Robin Thicke do? He made the song Blurred Lines, which I, is all about, like, if she says no, like, maybe don't stop. That's, like, pretty much the premise. It's, so, consent is, is sexy, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> That's what they keep telling me. Um, uh oh, we're gonna cut there. Um, so uh, the album was also nominated for a Grammy. Lollipop won Best Rap Song. Um, <laughs> are you just are you just laughing at me saying Lollipop? No, no, I didn't know the fact that Lollipop won Best Rap yeah. Song, and that really tickled me. Right. Uh, and a Millie won for Best Solo Performance. Mm. Uh, it was ranked uh, 103 in the top 200 albums of the decade by Rolling Stones. Uh, this album is often cited as one of the most influ- influential rap albums ever. Uh, the album was leaked in December 2007 before uh, before mm-hmm. the, the actual release, and Wayne actually made it an official release to be like, yo, get ready. Like, the, If you like these four tracks, get ready for what's coming next. Yeah. So he actually did like a teaser, which is super smart, which is ironic. I wonder, I, I wonder since this is the second time it's come up, if rap albums... Oh, they leak all the time. Leak all the time. That's so common. Yeah. It's what? like it's like a really big thing. I don't know. I, are we impatient? Do we steal from each other? I don't really know <laughs> how it happens. I don't. But it is like, and I think part of it is the underground rap scene is very, very um, important, influential to what it is that like rap. So the rap that you'll hear um, uh, that that makes it right. They most rappers have been underground for a long time, just like many other kind okay, of uh, sure. musicians in other fields. But that means you know mixtapes are huge. So you steal something to make a mixtape, right? Like you, like it's, 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 okay. it is people who are listening to mixtapes are also trying to steal the newest music, right? Like they want the freshest stuff. That's, that's what is so cool about underground is gotcha. we've got the freshest sounds. And so if you know that you've got a rapper that's coming out with an album, you want to get it first, which is the same thing as getting it also illegally or, and, or a mixtape. It is like a whole mix of things. But leaking is really, really common. Okay. So also he got his start, uh, Lil Wayne got his start. With uh, he joined a, a group called the Hot Boys. <laughs> I actually did not uh, know that from 1997. Actually, maybe I did know alongside that. Uh, BG Juvenile and Turk. Okay, uh, so that's kind of how we got his uh, st- uh, start. I should um, think I knew that. So he's the back- Fireman. The Fireman. It's a whole. It, that's some of his underground stuff. Oh, so okay. I think it's from that group. Gotcha. I think. The Hot Boys is is <laughs> such a funny. It sounds like it sounds like <laughs> something you would come up with on the middle school playground. But with your friends, like, we're the hot boys. How, how is hot boys spelled? Um, disappointingly, H-O-T-B-O-Y-S. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for an H-A-W-T or a B-O-I-S. Yeah, yeah. something. Uh, hot, hot boys is an off-brand boy band. Like, that's for sure what that is. It's the Walmart. Right, like a boys. default. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, some back- that was 98 Degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got a soft spot for ninety eight degrees. I've got a soft spot for boy bands in general. Um, unfortunately, I don't actually that was a like hard them. Spot. I don't know. <laughs> well, it depends on which uh, which album. Um, <laughs> some background on Lil Wayne. At age twelve, he shot himself. Yep. Uh, initially claimed it was an accident, but decades later said it was an attempted suicide after being told by his mother he couldn't pursue a rap career. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's so intense. That gets mentioned in this album. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, it, yeah. He's, uh... I have weird feelings about the fact that you, he shot himself and then he uses that for many, many, many albums as mm. street cred, right? He mentions getting shot and doesn't tell the story That he often. did it himself? Correct. So he uses it as street cred in a way that is so funny to me. Oh my god. Like, because he, like, a lot of stuff, like, he references it, and for oh people no. who don't know Lil Wayne, they don't know that he shot himself. That's where he got, from my understanding, the only time he's been shot. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm laughing. I shouldn't be laughing at, at a Because now we know, right, which but, we learn later. But for a long time, we know he, he shot himself. There's a world of difference between mm-hmm. taking a bullet, you know, <laughs> out and about for whatever reason and doing it yourself. Oh, wow. Okay. And he also played the Tin Man in his fourth grade production of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, that's, that's a little lame. Um, so, so we're going to start with uh, 3P. 3P, baby. Uh, uh, I immediately did not like his voice. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was, it's just a very, like, a whiny, mm-hmm. like, Y-y-y-y. My dad refused to listen to Lil Wayne for years. Like, yeah. we're talking, you know, the Carter Three is very popular. And I'd be like, Dad, you've got to listen to Lil Wayne. Like, check him out. And he's like, I can't do that voice. The voice is unfortunate. But I feel like <laughs> it's part of his shtick, which oh, I learned. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going you're gonna to see that I kind of have an arc. You get it. Yeah. My experience with this album. I, I do not get it, and that's the point. <laughs> by the end, I don't want to skip around too much, but by the end, I was like, I don't get it, and I think I'm not supposed to. Mm. So we'll, okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. Um, I really like the synth background. Mm. I thought that was a lot of fun. I didn't appreciate that he was threatening to murder my grandmother. <laughs> Fucking not 45 seconds into me pressing play. It's like, why don't you chill out? Dude is hard, all right? Hot boys. Um, I also like that he uh, wanted to uh, produce a ladder that's forever, a forever ladder. Uh, I feel like it would be difficult to produce, but I feel like he could do it. I believe in him. And this is, this is the first time we mention, uh, he mentions getting shot. Oh, um, yeah. That, that he could have died in traffic or something. Yeah. And then I noticed, he, he said, like Hitler, I'm the New Orleans nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. I was like, I'm, I was like, is this has to do with Katrina? What is, what is, what does Hitler have to do with? But, but why would he be the New Orleans nightmare? That's yeah. Uh, Is he from New Orleans? Yes. Okay. And that becomes a big deal later. Okay. Okay. Tie my hands. Did you listen? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay. I listened. We'll talk about it. I listened too closely. Okay. So actually, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you now. I listened I did my close listen yeah. with the notes lyrics pulled up, lyrics yeah. in front of me, and I did not enjoy this album. <laughs> and then I listened to it again, okay, completely passively, yeah, in the car, walking around, yeah, walking, and I enjoyed it much more. Interesting. <laughs> like, I feel like, like we discussed last week, the way Kanye kind of used his chipmunk style mm-hmm. to take vocal samples and turn it into like a, a almost like a, an instrument itself. Yeah. When I wasn't listening closely to the lyrics and their content, things kind of fell into place. Yeah. Like it was much more listenable, much more enjoyable. Mm. And it, it elicited more of a response. Like I found myself nodding, bopping yep. along. And I was like, okay. I, I well, Lil Wayne's got good flow. Like it, the, the cadence works. And I think that's the other thing. His cadence and his flow and and his rhyme scheme and his hanging rhymes 
are so unique that when I was reading along with it, I was <laughs> anticipating it being a different way. Mm. So when I didn't have the lyrics in front of me and all I had to do was listen, yeah. I was able to enjoy his wordplay much, much more. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, last thing I have for three Pete is he's a he's a big sports center fan. <laughs> he really enjoys himself some sports center. He does. He's he's a, he's a sports guy. Yeah, he's a sports guy. The line that really stood out to me that I I had forgotten and I don't know how I feel about it, which is, uh, <clears throat> "Bitch, swallow my words. Yes, taste my thoughts, and if it's too nasty, spit it back at me." And I was like, "I'm not sure I know what that means, but that sounds I didn't dirty. <laughs> it sounds dirty." <laughs> um, do I have this? Isn't this isn't the goon food to a goblin? No. Okay, oh, sorry. That's, yeah. that's 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 the one up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you right, next up. We get, do you have any more thoughts on three feet? No. Next up, we got Mr. Carter, which kind of wound up being my favorite song of the album. Oh, interesting. Um, because Are you a I Jay-Z think... fan? Is that what's happening okay, here? We'll get there. <laughs> well, at least I, I, I had to give it to Mr. Carter to be my favorite because I found myself list, like having that hook. Dear Mr. Carter. Which... Tell me, where have you been? And was that... that would that qualify as chipmunks? Like, yes, and so I wrote that. That is the chipmunk background, for sure. Okay. Now, what it is, is it's not a sample, necessarily, right? So, mm-hmm. like, he didn't he didn't find something that already existed. No, he did. I liked it. It was interesting. Um, I liked the, his Beetlejuice reference of saying it three times. <laughs> I had a feeling that would I, th- I thought... when I, I laughed out loud when I listened to it again, because I'm like, oh, Jamie, through that. Through <laughs> my ears, yeah, the Beetlejuice. <laughs> he was really coming after the seasons. I... That's one of my favorite, like, bars of all time. I Go love on. that. Go that, on. The, that ver- okay, so, man, I got summer hating on me because I'm hotter than the sun. Got spring hating on me because I ain't never sprung. Winter hating on me because I'm colder than y'all. And I will never, I will never, I will never fall. Great. Beautiful. And then, and then he's just like, stop hating on me. I got the seasons. <laughs> like, hating on me. Uh, <laughs> I love that verse. I, I, he, it speaks to, and this is, I kind of came up with um, a thesis word or statement for, for college dropout. Which was like fierce independence and oh, rebellion, yeah. and defiance. Defiance, yes, thank you. Um, the 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 word I kept coming back to over and over again with this is bravado. Oh, this is not. This is so much bravado, which is a characteristic I cannot stand <laughs> in people. Okay, and so this doesn't land for you. It very does well. not land for me. It's like it's like you need to if you think of yourself so much that like. The seasons are coming after you. You need to take a step back. Mm, you need to mm. take a seat. Calm yeah. down. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not all about you. If you think, if you think the seasons are coming after you, but but again, the more I listen to it, the more it's becoming clear that Lil Wayne is a character. Mm. Am I correct? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. I'm making progress. <laughs> And the other thing I've noticed mm. in, in both College Dropout and the Carter Three that seems to be completely unique to rap hip hop is saying their names. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the, name recognition is power. Name right? recognition is power. Okay. Yeah, like so you need is that like the Jason Derulo at the beginning or the yeah kind of thing? yeah and and DJ Khaled does the same yeah. thing right mm-hmm. it's it's all. It's it's name recognition is 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 that like a watermark for your music? Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So, it, it, so one, if wait a minute, that's a fucking great point. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, go on. but yeah, even if if you're saying leaks are so prolific, inserting your name guarantees even if the track listing is wrong or whatever the fuck, mm. by saying your name, they 
people who are listening are going to know this is Wheezy, this is uh, yep. Lil Wayne, whatever. Tunchy. That's later, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 it is undeniably yours, right? right. It's, and if we're talking bravado, it's also like this ownership, right? Mm. Like, it's like this is mine, and right. I own this, right? This is me, baby, and that's it. And then we go into a verse. That's, <laughs> I, I would have never made it. I just thought it'd be great if 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 Bowie did that. Turn and face the strange changes, Bowie. Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust. And also, a question: Does Jay Z just hang around recording studios twenty four seven, hoping that someone will need? Doesn't he own recording studios? That would explain it. Yeah, because it seems like he's just he's he on rap albums. He's one of he's he's one of the the fathers of of hip-hop in this era, right? Like, like the Marlon Brando of rap? I don't know. You don't that know, reference. The, the God, Godfather. Godfather. Oh, I've never seen Godfather. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. different conversation. The other side of the reel coming soon. Oh my God. Yeah, a, <laughs> <laughs> could happen. Uh, <laughs> this week I watched Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Friday. So, so, and I think we, we mention it in, is it one of the later songs where he's like, when you name all these people, name me, right? I can't mm. remember which song. I think it might be Let the Beat Go. That's it. It's like Jay-Z is a name that you're going, that's in a lot of people's top five at this time, right? This mm. is it. So he's, he's in the game all the time. Okay. At this point. So, so having him on the album grants your album some level of, uh, not maybe approval or or yeah. saying like no this is dope like credibility credibility that's some, the word I want yeah. that's the word I want oh I I need I don't do pro wrestling do you do pro wrestling I do I'm not pretty do. sure that was a ref Randy Savage is a wrestler yes right? yeah. I do know I that, was yeah. like shout out to wrestling I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> that's yes, what I yeah. thought okay he was a snap uh, into a Slim Jim guy little weight huge into Slim Jims wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't Slim surprise Jim? me what I don't know like Macho Man did Slim Jim commercials for a long while. Wow, what a Slim Jim. Yeah. yeah, no, I know now. So next week, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Slim Jim. Slim Jim, uh, sponsor us. <laughs> Do you ever have those monster Slim Jims that are like twice the size? Uh, those yeah. are awful. Love yeah. it. It's gotta, it's gotta be disgusting. It's gotta be the thin ones. I like the thin ones because, like, yeah, you want a thin. Well, how do, you <laughs> how do you feel about the thin ones that are like really, really long? Though? I can get down with those. Yeah, you can get down with that. But yeah, when but, you try something about it's already a disgusting it, snack. It's already when questionable. You're eating it, you know it's disgusting, and something about making it bigger <laughs> makes it worse. Um, anyway, next we got a Millie, which which got one best performance, which, yes, right? Yes, um, I really like the bass. And we start off with a lyric that was... <laughs> got some compliment sandwich here. Do we? Yeah, that's yeah, it. I good. really like the bass. <laughs> no, we start off, we start off with, with a lyric uh, that he asserts that he's tougher than Nigerian hair. Mm-hmm. Is Nigerian hair notably tough? <laughs> so, black hair is, right? Sure, so yes. I think he did that for... for okay. Like Might also, have. I don't know if he if he identifies as his lineage as being Nigerian, okay, specifically, but it, he he could have picked any African guy <laughs> place. He, he and did work. He did make a somewhat. This is this is the first time mm. he shows a genuine misunderstanding of how the, the uh, vagina works. <laughs> <laughs> he he said, "I'm a menstrual bleed like VD." Does mm-hmm. he think mm, 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 a, a woman's mm, mm, menstrual cycle is a venereal disease? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I I like to think he doesn't. Okay, I like I th- th- I really hope not because it doesn't make 
since, and I actually think, uh, I, cause I was thinking about this line too, and I was like, buddy, um, you obviously love pussy. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, he makes that so clear. It's <laughs> misinformed. Um, but I actually think that the minstrel, the flow is kind of weird there, and I think <laughs> minstrel, <laughs> that is not intentional. <laughs> It's a light uh, flow, it's, it's a light flow. <laughs> the, I think the minstrel bleed actually has more to do with the next line, right? Like a minstrel, I bleed from the pen to the tablet okay. of my mind, blah, blah, blah. I think he's actually saying that more, but the flow break, he's just like, I'm a venereal disease, uh, I'm a venereal disease, like a minstrel, I bleed. And then he goes into the right. rest of the rhyme. But it does seem, that flow breaks it into that bar, mm-hmm. and that is concerning. Yes. <laughs> And then this is another time I, I just said, I like the rapping. The, 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 <laughs> I love the, when you do that. The, 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 I like the rapping. The way he raps on this, I enjoy, I enjoy that, 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 uh, the, the way cadence. he speeds it up. The yeah. cadence, yes. And I, I like to think that somewhere out there, the late Orville Redenbacher, popcorn magnate of note, <laughs> is aware that he is name-dropped in a rap album in 2010. Happy yeah. about it. Because I don't think... He would ever have seen that coming. <laughs> Wouldn't have life. anticipated that, I don't think. He would not. Oh, absolutely not. Especially not in this insane song but that I, we're talking about menstrual bleeds. He I would be blown. <laughs> if if Red Redbuck was alive, <laughs> he would Excuse pop. me. Huh? He would pop. He would pop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this this does bring us to our, our, our uh, highlighted quote uh, for, this, for this album. What is a goon to a goblin? <laughs> is a goon higher up? On mm, the on mm. the creature hierarchy or, or or lower, what's a goon to a goblin? Goons yes. are lower. Goons are lower right. than goblins. Because what's a goon to a goblin? Nothing, nothing. You ain't scared. So that's that was my understanding. Okay. I, I I would just so he's a goblin, <laughs> and you're a goon, right? And he's like, what's a goon to a goblin? Okay. Nothing. Just, you're it's, nothing. It's me. such an odd. <laughs> and he was very proud of that. Oh yeah, he was very <laughs> proud of and that. And he, I, I, he's one of the only rappers. He's the only rapper I can think of right now who sticks with that, like, comp, like that idea of goon and goblins. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> so, so does he? That, this comes this, up more than once. This comes up more the than the concept once. of like goons and goblins. Yeah, goons and goblins. Yeah, it sounds like a D and D knockoff. G and G. G and G. It may be now, but like I, th- it's just so strange to because we when you think about a goblin, mm-hmm. I can picture a goblin in my head. Although, but when you picture a goon, although hearing you say goon over and over again yeah, makes yeah. me think slur. <laughs> oh, Stop it! Yikes! <laughs> no, it's not goon. I, okay, but that's the thing is I do know is a thing that people call people. Yeah, you fucking goon. Yeah. Now I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop. Fuck off. Um, but, but I always think of hired goons. Yeah. That's like, it. That's the phrasing like, I want. Like, That's like what I needed. Big, muscly Yeah, guns. it's a muscle. It's yeah, a muscle. Okay. You got some goons. This is also, Amelie's the first time that I think that we get a reference to eating uh, pussy. Okay. We have Mr. Lon Mauer. Yes! <laughs> he really does make whatever word he wants work for whatever rhyme scheme he's got going. I loved it. You did. Lawn, lawn mower as because well as yeah. lawn mower? Because it, I think it was the flower uh, When we're growing up, uh, the Bible tells us every girl is sour. Don't taste her garden. Don't play with her flowers. I, but I'm Mr. Carter, Mr. Lawn Mower. <laughs> yes, he just fun. He, 
he is lyrically taking a square peg and pounding it into a round <laughs> hole. Gets it in there. Which sometimes I appreciated, and sometimes I was like, I was like, but I guess that's the whole thing. Yeah. He's breaking the rules. And it's humorous. Like, yes. I think that's part of it. Is he's breaking the rules, but he's never actually, uh, when he's breaking the rules, they're not on heavy topics, right? They're right. not on controversial, like, things that matter. Yes. He's talking about eating the lady out. You know what I I'm would, saying? I would say that is important. In life. Right, not controversial. We yes. should all do it. Yes. Oh, my God. Often as there possible. <laughs> so. And with vigor. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you can't be down there and be unenthusiastic. You, You're right. You can't go down there half-hearted. Mm-mm. Are you saying half Are you saying don't be Khaled, be Wayne? Oh, it is DJ Khaled who says that he'll DJ never Khaled go down on his wife. What? Yeah, it was a big thing. It who doesn't the make fuck would any say that? It was ridiculous, and everyone was like, "Sorry, DJ Khaled's wife." <laughs> like he said it, and he was like, "I won't." Which she'll give me head or something. We're like, oh, Wait a minute, what? Oh, women really like that. That's it's. Mm. <laughs> It hurts. Uh, is is it some sort of? It's like a pride thing. It seemed like it, he wasn't. And DJ Khaled isn't the type. Like, if he's got a wife, he should be making sure he, she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a. But he's also very rich now. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's actually a different. Oh, that's and I think that's it's a whole mental thing that is messed up. Oh, that's yeah. That's anyway. So yeah, uh, Little Wayne is far opposite. Yes, uh, loves <laughs> it. Uh, he's Mister Lawnmower. So yeah. Uh, I, the other things I said on here is I said I like the beat, and I like the line that I'm big, keep that flame. I thought that. I thought <laughs> yeah. That uh, we yeah. gotta acknowledge that the, the beats overall on this album are pretty solid. Yes. Like that is that's a good. He did great, getting great production. So when I took my notes, mm-hmm. I, I it, there's not as much stuff about what I experienced the second time I listened to the album, and I did notice the beats. I did notice the yep. the, the overall soundscape, I guess you yeah. could say, uh, and mindset of, of the album when I wasn't being like, hmm, let me see here. Like, right. Let, let me look down. Uh, yeah, it, it was, so it was much more about feeling than about a close read. Mm. This album. I hear you. Next up, we got Got Money. And I said I like the synth and the build. I like the, the build up to, to where we got. I had a physical response to this song. Nice. I started bopping along. So we got, we got, we got a little bit of a line, you want to fuck Wheezy and rape Wayne. Uh, oh, yeah. I did not catch that line. Yeah. Uh oh. So I think this is 2010. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different mm-hmm. time. It's a 20. Pre- uh, I think it's 2008. It's 2008. That's correct. Yeah. So this is a, a pre a pre Me Too era. But you know, I'm not I'm not so sure. I don't think that sticks. Yeah, I don't think that sticks. Well, but it seems this is one of the times that that a thesis word came up, and it seemed like. Another big aspect of this album is assertion and dominance. Ooh, yeah. Like so, a lot of the, a lot of this album comes from a place of assertion, dominance, and bravado. That's what mm. this album is to me, at least. So I'll be honest. <laughs> Songs like "Got Money" are kind of why I find myself not listening to rap. It's like mm-hmm. the stereotypical example of mm-hmm. of what of what people think rap is and why they might not listen to it. Yeah. If someone said, hey, I don't like rap because of this, yeah. and then, then they could show this song. Yes. I give you that. And it's also why I don't like rap sometimes. Okay. Like, And I actually, I, there are times where I really love T-Pain. And I was like, T-Pain, this is the song that you mm. want to make this? You want to make this song? I would not choose this song. I, I 
wouldn't listen to it. On, I wouldn't be happy that it came on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't hate it, but it really was just like, uh, not not what I'm looking for either. Right. In, in, in my music. But it is, it is, I feel like Lil Wayne had to have at least a couple of those that were very clear, like, this is fluff. Yeah. Bullshit. And I, and I, and, and there are people who will love Got Money. Not, not the majority, mm-hmm. but there will be people who do love Got Money, and he's got a, he appeals to that too. Lil Wayne is, can do so much, and it, and continues to throughout the rest of his career after this, right? Mm-hmm. Dude's still think, making music, I think, which he should probably stop. Lil Wayne, he's born in 82, he's almost 40. Buddy, you should, you should probably stop. Just give it up. But because he's done so much, and he also like has other things in his career we should talk about later about when he becomes a rock star. Oh. Yeah. He gives up, he gives up, maybe you can give it to me as a white. So I didn't care for this song. The only thing that I did want to like give a shout out to is I was inspired by uh, Mr. Make It Rain on them hoes. So a lot of fun uh, usernames I have are uh, Mr. Make It Rainy. And uh, <laughs> it feels really good. Uh, so I had to give him the credit. Like, I got to give a shout out. But yeah, that's all I've got on Got Money. Yeah, I don't have much. I, I mean, that's everything. Next up, we got Comfortable, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised after those four songs to hear about making love. <laughs> it's like, we've, we've been talking about fucking bitches and shooting words down your throat. Your throat. Yeah, it's been a And now it's like, man, we making love. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, another another thing that came up, uh, thesis words, I'm going to keep saying it, was like being untouchable or uncaring or unflinching. Oh, Where it's yeah. like, you cannot get Unaffected. Me. Unaffected is a, is a great word. Yeah. This is just, it's a very strange one because he's saying, listen, I'm not saying this to make you upset. I'm just letting you know, don't get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's going to upset me. <laughs> I thought, who doesn't that yeah, upset, I'm, right? I'm going, that's... And it's basically about, like, you better keep fucking me good, or else you're gonna be gone. Like, you, but but it's said in this, like, very sweet, yeah, oh, caring, like, it's great, like, but baby. don't take it for yeah. granted, because, like, I could go. <laughs> like, yes. At any moment. <laughs> so any self-respecting woman would, would be like, well, I'm not gonna be chasing this. Right. I'm not gonna be in this, put in this state of, I'm not gonna be at your fucking whim of, of am I proving, constantly proving myself? Oh, wait a minute. But Lil Wayne's dick game is just so good. You know, he's, he, uh, I'm, uh, he talks about it too much to the point where I'm suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, like, look at my really big truck, right? And you're like, bingo. Mm. Bi- this whole album, <laughs> is, to is me, truck. is, hey, look at my big truck. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. That's, yeah. It's, I'm like, I don't believe you've seen a vagina. <laughs> because you talk about it way, way, way too much. <laughs> I will say about Comfortable, though, is... It is, it's, so this one's produced by Kanye. Yes. And I think it's very clear because it is a yes. vibe. Right? Like, it, like it, that, this is a song that coming on, not listening to it at all, I think it would be, it's nice to listen to. Would you be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a complete vibe. It feels like Kanye to me. Even thinks Kanye mm-hmm. at the end. Yes. That was like it for me for Comfortable. I was like, this is not a great, like, meaning-wise. Yeah. But I could passively listen to this and enjoy that it was on. I think you can say that to m- from my perspective, to most of the songs in this album, <laughs> a close listen not going to give you what you want. I hear you, but if you're if you're if you're driving, you're in the shower, you just have it going in the background. You're gonna be you're gonna be enjoying what you're hearing. This excites me because our the next song. Oh my God, Doctor Carter! <laughs> Do you have anything more on? on no, okay, Doctor Carter. So this is I would say the closest thing to a skit on this on this album. I hear you with that absolutely because skits are, are seem to be a well, common big thing. thing. Yeah. And this is when I, I said, he thinks 
highly of himself. <laughs> uh, and yep. that's where I came up with uh, the bravado mm-hmm. as being the word for this album. And this was a little uneven for me because it seems like in some ways he wants to help up-and-comers. Yeah. It seems like he, he, he feels passionately about hip-hop, rap, and wants it to continue. Which is a little more tender than, yes, than yes. the bravado of, Absolutely. like, I run this, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Putting himself in, in a caretaker position and breaking down the elements of a good rapper. Right. So this is another time when he shows some confusion about the female anatomy. Uh, he says, like, a yeast infection, I'm tight, like a like a pussy at night. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm not 100% mm-hmm. because I don't have a vagina. No, right, right. But I'm pretty sure a yeast infection does not make the vagina more tight, nor does it become tighter at night like some sort of werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not like it's just night. The sun went down. I'm tighter now. Uh, Honey, it's past nine. You're not getting in there. (laughs) Like a temperature thing? I like like, your balls retract. Yeah, like he he expands cold contracts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to put you in the position to defend. No, no, no. Because I think you're right. I think the yeast infection, not really sure about that concept. But you was, felt uncomfortable saying yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you buried that. Well, the yeast infection. Well, the yeast infection. Um, that's I, okay. Th- th- that's the thought. Is is Okay, the pussy at night, I could see it as, if we take it away from, from yeast infection, pussy at night, he's just talking about like having sex at night. But also, if I'm correct, and I also don't have a vagina, mm-hmm. right? Is that you don't want it to be, if it's tight, that means that she's unaroused, which is actually an issue. So, so, Lil Wayne, <laughs> might want to check that out. Yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and then he says he, uh, he saved hip-hop's life. Yes. So, uh, these are big words. So, this whole thing was <clears> him <throat> comparing, he, he was basically saying, oh, we've got this patient who's, well, he's a sexy nurse mm. We got we got this patient. His his flow is weak. Yep. And so it was a little silly, but he I feel like he also demonstrated three distinct rap styles in this in this song, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool and does show prowess and does show ability. But I, again, I'm just so turned off by putting himself in the position of being like, I am the expert. You come to me in crisis, and I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll help you out. It would. Yeah, sorry. Thoughts. But I mean, that's that's the thing in in rap always is claiming king, right? That is that is a underlying like constant thread, even with uh, rappers making raps today. Like it, it happens forever, where they're constantly going for the throne, right? They're constantly mm-hmm. trying to determine who's the king, and the only way to or or uh, queen um, is is to take it right like it's just to claim it and so you have to constantly be claiming it okay but i will say i love the the difference in his flows and his style yes. throughout this piece because i think what it made it happen was like i can do all of these things i choose to make fucking what's that song get money mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. i can do so much with with rap but i choose to make get money which is not really a great choice on my in my opinion but it's kind of the idea is I can do all of these things and I choose to be this. Right. And I, I think there's something important to note that Little Wayne's choices are very intentional, even right. if I don't like them. Okay. That makes, that makes, that makes I, I think he, he's, I think he's actually like a smart man, even though he makes some interesting jumps. We're not sure if he knows anatomy, but like he, I think he's actually really smart. He knows how to play the game. I think about it a lot in the same way as a, 
I think it was Cardi B at one point was like, oh, that's not going to sell. And knowing what it is that's going to sell and who her, what her character is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Lil Wayne is very much the same. It's like he can do all of these things and he chooses this lane to be in. Okay. And he kind of dominates it. Yeah. So I, I, I was surprised to learn that, like, to, from my perspective, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne was a flash in the pan. No. And it is, like, no. not the case at all. When, when people are saying he's the greatest rapper alive... He's, he's number one. He's the best. I was like, I remember that guy from like a Sprite commercial in 2011. So Lil Wayne was really interesting because one of the things that he did do is he popularized rap in a, at a level that had like almost never been seen before. And he was also producing music quickly. Okay. He was throwing things out there uh, constantly. Because since his raps, they're not concept albums, right? Mm-hmm. Like he can just, he'll freestyle over a beat and be like, that's the song. And he recorded it once, and it's done. Uh, right? He does make a, he does make a reference to that, saying, yeah. like, "Oh, I need is one one take, right?" Because he, he really is. And oftentimes, it's said that he doesn't write down any of his songs still to Holy this day. Shit. Yeah, and so I believe um, it was his late one of his latest albums. He was in a night at the, like a Jimmy Fallon type show, uh-huh. one of the talk late shows. night show. late night show is the word I wanted. And they had to print out his lyrics so because he doesn't have them right, and like uh-huh. they, and he needed to reference them. Because they wanted him to say exactly what he says in his songs. Because often in his concert, right. he'll say whatever he wants. And he'll freestyle. Because he's actually really great at freestyling. Because he can make these jokes. These simple things. Right. Anyway. I, I was figuring that Nas was probably really upset that he said, Hip Hop, I Saved Your Life. Because that was an obvious reference to Nas's album, or song, Hip Hop is Dead. Right? Nas is like, uh, Hip Hop is lost. What it's supposed to be about. Hip Hop is dead. And, that's, and Nas is like, oh God. There's someone... Another rapper says Nas like wrote the Bible, right? Like um, really? of 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 hip hop of rap. Oh, yeah. not not the King James, but the Bible. The <laughs> oh, Bible. Yeah. oh yeah. no, 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 no! Nas wrote the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but it was like in a cool like it had a good rhyme scheme. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I was thinking about that after he did this song, right? And he was like, "Hey, I'm helping all these young people be better at rap. Mm-hmm. I saved hip hop's life. Like Nas, you're welcome." Is like what this statement is. Damn. And man. I was like, I don't know if Nas. Who thinks that about about you, Lil Wayne? I don't know, but it's so I, different than what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So there's that, and I thought it was fun, and it was the closest thing that we get to like a skit. Yeah. Uh, next, we got "Phone Home," which was a fucking weird one <laughs> that I said I said was probably my least favorite on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and I think we can do, move the, on. do I, the wheezy wee. Is there? I don't, I don't know what that is. I was like, I've never heard. Do I, the like, wheezy. I've never. Because if you're feeling great, or whatever the word is, was it great? Because <laughs> if you're feeling great, you should do the wheezy wee. No, um, <laughs> but it's like if you're feeling good or feeling I can't into remember. it, it's do not the good. wheezy wee. And I've never seen that be a dance, right? Like you know, how there's so many dance trends, especially now, where yeah. like TikTok re brings up dance. Yeah, wheezy wee is not a dance. Well, join our Patreon uh, if you'd like to see us make up the wheezy wee. True, performed only by me. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna piss yourself. Oh, I'm definitely going to piss myself. But it, it also has to be ET inspired. Yeah, it, it, it was aggressively so. ET. <laughs> so while eating Reese's yeah. pieces, you're going to piss yourself. It's basically you're gonna be me doing the Charleston, <laughs> <laughs> pissing myself in a diaper while while you all peg me with uh, Reese's pieces. That's the ten dollars here. Peg you, peg you, Reese's pieces. Oh yeah, you know help. Help, help you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Listen. You brought it up earlier, right? Listen. This is on you. <laughs> so we got Tie My Hands next. Uh, I noticed for, uh, right away that... This is Robin Thicke. Yes. Oh, yes. They start with 
the, the first words are we at war, just like Kanye's two words, which is, which is again, kind of going into that whole theme of being up against something and not backing down mm-hmm. and, and ready to fucking take it on. That's where I, I learned that he's from New Orleans. He's talking about the president, uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm guessing was W at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, another theme that com- keeps coming up is feeling out of place or displaced or moved mm-hmm. away from your home mm-hmm. and, or being... And I thought it was important that he was saying we can't overcome. He makes an effort to say, to say we can't overcome when I kind of... The, the theme of we shall overcome is kind of big in the, in the black experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I'm not incorrect. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so face. Uh, am I, I right? I'm standing my toe in. Like, I don't want to put my fucking foot in my mouth. Like, please. Um, yeah, so so I, I thought that was a powerful statement is saying he, that you can't overcome, because that is a specific word. And I do think, even in his uh, character characterization or, or whatever... You, Persona. Perso- persona, thank you. That is a specific choice of word. Did that resonate with you at all? Actually, no, but when you bring it up, I think about it as, um, and, and this comes back in his later uh, monologue, is I think the the can't is specifically paired with because this system is flawed. Like, the system is failing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, I think it's okay. less about, like, we shall overcome has nothing to do with the system and all about our heart, right? All about okay. what we can do as, as, a, as a people, right? Makes sense. Uh, but this this song is pointing at the system, right? It's pointing at the lack of, of, of support. I like the song. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because it's not an Oxcore choice, right? Like, you're not going to mm-hmm. put it on in the car with your buddies. That's a we. This is a little dark. But, like, all of verse 3 I basically love. And so... Because, I mean, like, he's saying, I lost everything, but I ain't the only one. First came the hurricane, then the morning sun. So there is a little bit of hope there, right? Mm-hmm. But it is still very problematic. My whole city's underwater. Uh, some people still floating. And I think mm-hmm. and I think that's where he gets the I can't. Is I think he's trying to land on the hopelessness that exists in this moment. Okay. In which they are still having str- trouble with Katrina. Like, Katrina is still very much in effect. And I think... It may be a little personal. He's got this line, right? Take away the football team, the basketball team, and all we got is me to represent New Orleans, right? Mm. I think there's also this play of him feeling the weight okay. of, like, that is my home and I can't. I, I he, he can only do so much, mm-hmm. right? Like, Lil Wayne can't change the system, can't make the governor show up, can't make the hurricane relief better. Right. To an extent. He, he's extended himself as much as he can. So I think that's kind of it. Okay. I thought this was a soft side for him. Yes, definitely. Like a like a, a vulnerability that was really, really welcoming for all of the bravado that we go through. Yes, we definitely <laughs> needed something like this in this album for sure. And probably, I mean, right at the right time too. And he does make a, a reference to, I've never, I've never thought about it this way. He says that uh, blacks as refugees in the, in the United States, like, like the black experience is one of a refugee hmm. as being, hmm. I guess being, you know, it not being, being taken here. Yeah. Is it, is it that moment or is it because there are genuine refugees from, from New Orleans? Like people are moving out of that space. No, and... That could be it. Okay. I, mean, I might've gone bigger picture with it than necessary. <laughs> I was like, interesting. Um, I mean, at that time, that's what you would be called a Katrina refugee, right? Like, okay. you have been uh, a Katrina survivor. I'm trying to think about what it, what you would have been called when mm-hmm. you got moved out. Because that was kind of the refugee experience, right? There's a catastrophe in yes. New Orleans and people are moving across the country. 
uh, to wherever they have family and wherever they can live. That makes a lot more sense than what I thought it was. <laughs> All right. And then I like that at the end here we say, you must be me. And this kind mm-hmm. of, this is another theme of just the genre itself, I think, is that fierce individualism. Yeah. Now we move on to a song called Mrs. Officer. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. This is, wh- this is where it really started going off the rails for me. <laughs> you weren't into this. this. <laughs> it's a song about getting arrested by a lady cop and then just fucking her in the car. <laughs> and, and I think back at jail at some point. But then the moment before it was said, I was like, oh, it's fuck the police. <laughs> and, then, and then they make that reference. It's fuck the police. Um, it beat me to the bit. And then I was wondering if this song itself was tongue-in-cheek and self-parody. I, Because it's so outlandish. It's so over the top. This is what I need you to know. (laughs) (laughs) This. What? Can you tell me? This is a music video. (gasps) And it's not a joke. (laughs) It is straight... Just this, it, it's oh, it's soft I porn. It's like it's, wait. It, it's, it is it is just this hot police lady who's definitely not wearing a you know actual uniform, but is wearing a cop uniform. Pulls him over and like she's like doing all sexy poses yeah, yeah, on yeah. the car and all. That's all it says. It makes me think of T Pain's bartender song, right? Where he's like, oh, you have He's he's trying to impress the bartender, and so he's like, drink for drink. We drunk on, got drunk, and now I think she thinks I'm cool. Anyway. Uh, oh my god, it sounds like you just made that up. So, I know. It sounds like also, because drink for drink, we drunk on, uh, and I hope she thinks I'm cool. It's a really funny song. And I song. hope she thinks I'm cool. Yes. So his whole thing is like, I, I am trying to get the bartender to think okay. I'm really cool. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the same thing because it was like... Uh, He's telling the narrative. He gets pulled over. And the phrase, now I gotta holla. And I was like, this is... No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't have to do that here. You're under time. no obligation to holla. <laughs> she was looking so good. I was like, what? It has origins. It fits into a realm of songs that exists. I think where it's like pursuing a woman... It's of, a f- fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. A it's, fantasy thing. I don't get it. No. I. Part of me actually wonders if this happened. <laughs> like, oh, like if, if to some extent, or Lil Wayne's got a great imagination, and it's just like he got pulled over once, and he's like, "Dude, I would have fucked her." And like, is that what he's saying? And then they like he wrote this song. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It didn't like but it was a full narrative. It was. Uh, they certainly painted a picture <laughs> and took us on a journey. That is for sure. And I don't. I, I, I would, felt like a, a fully informed why I did not like it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got "Let the Beat Build." I like the vocal and the backbeat on this mm-hmm. one a lot. He really did do a great job letting the beat build. <laughs> <laughs> he really did, because when he's like, "And that's how you let the beat build," I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Like, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> it was great." <laughs> um, and he's talking about making million dollar deals on his phone, like it's no thing. That bravado. Blowing by you. This is the first time he says he's the best rapper alive. And I was like, have you even heard Busy Bone rap? (laughs) (laughs) You hurt me. (laughs) And then he he makes this request of suck my dick with your lipstick and don't let it smear. It's like, like, listen, buddy, you can have one or the other. (laughs) Like, there's gonna be some smearing. Yeah. And if you feel that passionately about not letting the lipstick smear on your dick, 
while you're receiving a blowjob from yeah. from, a, from a woman, maybe you don't deserve it. Well, I think this will this will uh, come up again when we talk about a lollipop. But um, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little unreasonable. I think so. Too. Yes, uh, I think it's a little. Yeah, busy. I don't know. But I did want to say, I assume that you like the back, because it's, like, produced by Kanye. Oh, uh, okay. So this, this is, is Kanye. Kanye's got a vibe. Yeah. And it's it's very likable. Um, I put this as an ox chord choice. Mm, I mm. I would put this on. I, I love, like, I think it's just solid rapping, uh, besides the <clears throat> uh, unreasonable requests. Yeah, come uh, on. <laughs> come on, just, just come on. Let her smear. Uh, <laughs> what are the other? I'd be happy for a smeared dick. Wonderful. I don't understand. Well, okay. And that's it. <laughs> I, um, that might be... My an ox chord choice for me too, to be honest. I could see putting that on. Yeah. Uh, next we got "Shoot Me Down," which is interesting. Uh, I said it kind of had like a western feel, like mm. like a spaghetti western. Like uh, I, I, I was picturing like a like a windswept kind Ooh, of kind of, kind of imagery. That. Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking, it seemed like a genuine plea, where I know that you know I think it, I think of Biggie, I think of Tupac, of 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 rappers who at the height of their game. We're actually getting shot down. Yeah. So I was thinking this is like, might be him saying, uh, uh, you know, like, don't, please don't fuck with me. Like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm out here. Uh, I don't want to be shot down. Like, yeah. he's, please saying it. Uh, but then at the end of the song, he's fucking talking to himself, isn't he? Yeah. He's, say, he's saying, yeah. That's, which makes a lot more sense now that I know he did fucking shoot himself. <laughs> um... <laughs> And also, I liked that we all know what temperature he likes his tea at in this song. I thought it was a little little humility. Uh, uh, you know, we learn a lot. I think Kanye does great with with tackling some some concepts, right? Little Wayne, you are gonna get to know his life. You know, you're gonna get to know these very strange details because he wants to bring him into a rap for some reason. This tea is the perfect temperature right now, <laughs> seventy three. I'm frankly surprised it wasn't sixty nine. Oh, I, I made it up. He didn't actually say oh, it. He didn't actually say 73 degrees. I was just guessing. But, um, um, I think the singing adds to that vulnerability that you're talking yes. about. Yes. Um, and I think he, he has a knack for knowing when that needs, when he can't carry that on his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that sure. feeling. I was just like, these are solid bars. It was a nice moment of vulnerability in, yeah. in, in an otherwise mm-hmm. bravado-laden armor shell Heavy. Of, of, of an album. <laughs> Next up, we got a lollipop. And I believe this is either the second or third year use of no homo. And I forgot how pervasive that phrase was in the late aughts. Lil Wayne gets the credit, I think. Really? I think Lil Wayne, he's the most in in the limelight at this moment and the one who uses it the most often. No homo. Like he does. And he does. And, it's, I, and he just sprinkles it in there. So this is where I kind of had my shift of I'm listening to this wrong mm. personally because I, I I said it's less about what's being said and more of a feel question mark mm-hmm. and, I, and then I said probably not the way to experience this song so how I experienced this song <laughs> was literally sitting down at a table pen and paper in hand yeah. reading the lyrics and in my apartment at 2.30pm on a fucking Tuesday <laughs> now you take this same song Mm-hmm. And it is a hot night on the beach. You're getting a little like that buzz is just kicking in, mm-hmm. and you're making your way through like the dance floor with some girl you've been flirting with at yeah. the bar. That's this song fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like <laughs> just 
chilling by just yourself. Just chilling by like, yourself in an apartment with an air conditioner that doesn't work that great. This song <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> um, it did give me a physical response. Once again, like it got in there. I, I was I was feeling it. And then he makes a joke or a reference to getting head or receiving head or whatever and comparing it to like Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh. And I was like, are you getting Hillary Clinton and Monica Lewinsky confused because I think you are. Interesting. Because, like, of all of, of the two people, right? Like, one of them yeah. is known for giving head, and one of them almost certainly has never sucked a dick in his entire life. <laughs> like, do we want? I'm going to go on record. I really, you, you're going to go there. Mm. I'm going to say if she has, it's been under twelve times. <laughs> she just doesn't seem like the type. Interesting. Let's hmm. cut that. <laughs> <laughs> At least 36. No. Oh. Now. No. I get it. I get it. She didn't say, I, I, think, I, I think he was aiming for Monica Lewinsky. I'd have, to, I'd have to hear the bar again. I, that's. Well, you talk, uh, you, so, like, I, you talk about looking up. <laughs> I, I was listening to this going, how did this make it onto the radio? Right? Because it's so explicit? Yeah, it's so explicit and very clearly about what it's about. Right? I was thinking about it, though, because you were talking about how uh, you don't have to actually, like, listen to it. And I think that's it, is even if you edit and censor every other word in the song, it doesn't matter because it's the feeling. And I guess that's it, but it just was blowing my mind. I'm going to be surprised if he's wrong. Oh, okay. I got her on top, she dropped it like it's hot, and when I'm at the bottom, she Hillary Rodham. The middle of the bed, given, given, getting ahead. So it's 69? So I know Monica Lewinsky has been referenced in a lot of rap songs. Person known for giving But I feel like, I feel like Lewinsky (laughs) might be a little harder to rap, uh, rhyme than, uh. Lewinsky? Maybe. Than Rodham and Bottom. Yeah, so I got her on top. She drive it like it's hot. And when I'm at the bottom, she Hillary Rodham. The middle of the bed, given, getting ahead. That's a set 69. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, given getting head, and then to make sure we all I know. think you might be right. Yeah. He can't win them all. We've, we've talked about this. He's a, he's a make whatever he thinks fit. And so, yes. You know. <laughs> I got there. I understood what he was talking about. Yeah. So I guess he, I did it effectively work? communicated. I mean, I knew. But it's not right. It's not right. It, it, it didn't <laughs> land. But, like, whatever. Good for him. He made a song about sucking dick on the, on the radio. And it made it. Yeah. And it was number one song. That's yes. why I laughed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, next we've got Lala. Yeah, okay. So we go from a song aggressively about sucking dick immediately into a child being like, la, la, la. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to hear a child's voice right now. Yeah, but obviously, very much a choice to bring you out of it. Very much it's, a choice. It's a hard turn. It's right? a hard turn. So this last song is when I started making my turn of, it might not be about what's being said. So... Uh, at one so, point, so you make that turn and you end up at La La. How do you? What happens for you? No, not well. I, I, I'm committed to this close. Okay, read, okay. So okay. I keep, I, so I keep the close read. Uh, and he was saying they're, they're telling me I'm not. I'm doing comedy, but I'm not telling jokes. He's like, or am I, or something? Do you know that? Do you mm-hmm. know that line? And then I was like, I wrote down, am I not in on the joke? Uh oh. There's something about this whole album that he's confessing here about. It being a him being a character, and if you believe all everything I say, then like you're an idiot, or you're not getting it, you're not with it. And I was like, oh fuck, that's me. Yeah. Well, I, I, that 
Let me see if I remember. Lil Wayne is known as a like a funny rapper, right? Which is interesting because I didn't I wouldn't have said like college dropout was really that that funny, but he Lil Wayne is known for the simple lines and setups that are just jokes, right? Okay. Like they're very simply uh, he made the rhyme and it, and it was a joke. And then he moves on topic wise, he moves on uh, completely. And so I feel like that's what he's addressing, right? Is the fact that he, people are calling him a joke. Like he's, he's just making funny songs. His songs don't have a whole lot of substance, but at the same time, he's, he's funny. <laughs> this, yeah, so, so the line is wittier than comedy. Pretzel write a parody, but I ain't telling jokes. Apparently. So he, he, he and it's, there's an ellipses, and he does have that pause where he is fucking with people who don't understand what he's doing. Yeah, and I was like, who he's fucking with right now is me. <laughs> he's got me. He's got me. <laughs> uh, then I noticed there's a lot, there's a lot of toilet and shit talk in this album. Like a lot, a yeah. lot of like references to toilets, lots of shit that sticks with Lil Wayne. Okay, that happens often. So he's got a. He's got a, I don't know. It is. It is. At least, at the very least, we know he thinks it's funny. Yes, okay. which is kind of childlike humor. <laughs> yes, very much so. I like the line: "Never trust a woman." Then I got horny. <laughs> <laughs> and you are going to enjoy how I know David Banner. Oh, uh, David Banner was a featured fighter in a game called Def Jam Fight for New York on the PlayStation Two. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so it was. Uh, a, it was a wrestling game, right? Where it was a bunch okay. of Def Jam rappers who wrestling, wrestling and I've it was never. so much fucking fun. It was because I'm not a number one. I'm not a wrestling fan. Yeah, I am not a rap fan. <laughs> but but this, this. this game was so much fun. You would like be throwing each other into bars and like grabbing a, and then you just psh, yeah. uh, bottle. You crack it. You crack right. open a bottle, <laughs> and there'd be these big finishing moves. And David Banner's his uh, like if he won the match. He, he would say, I'm going to take your eyes out your face, put them on my knees, and call you Nisi. <laughs> and I was like, that is so fucking weird. That doesn't make any sense. Messed up. So that's how I know David Banner. And by the end of this song, mm-hmm. I was singing along. Wow. Ended okay. up bowling. That's wild to me. Yeah. For, for me, this was a skip. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, it was I, I think for me, it was the beat was really weird to me. Really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I actually dug this one. I thought I thought it was. Wow, all right, all right. I thought it was as good as anything else. I didn't feel like singing. <laughs> I think okay. Mm-hmm. Are we done on La La? Mm-hmm. This brings <clears throat> us to a little song called "Pussy Monster." <laughs> uh, I, mm-hmm. I wrote. I wonder what this will be about. <laughs> the most okay. So it sets us up. The mouth sounds. Yep, that's he, what I write. When he get, Oh, buddy! Buddy! What, an ASMR? Stop! And this is someone coming from, like, you should absolutely be doing this, but, like, you don't need to make the sound. I gotta hear it. I gotta put me in the moment. And, oh, my my jaw literally dropped at the refrain. Yeah. I was sitting there in my apartment, (laughs) love. I could not believe what I was listening to. Do you wanna wanna sing it for us? No. But also, the other thing that kept running through my brain, I couldn't help imagining Cookie Monster. <laughs> like, nom, 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 Which nom, is nom, kind nom. of like the bit, right? <laughs> and I, I was like, is he some sort of vampire? 
runs on 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 pussy instead of blood, and it seems like yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that's what yeah, it he is. He couldn't live without it. And I also liked how he kind of uh, gave credit to pussy for the reason he's alive, which kind of had a double entendre. It was like, yeah. okay, you did you did get like, something right, smart and or not not smart, but like lyrically clever in a song about pussy. eating pussy. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Which I uh, I. I <laughs> so the lyrics are hi i'm the pussy monster the pussy monster the pussy monster the pussy monster and you gotta feed me <laughs> pussy 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 i gotta like oh and asking if i can eat you it, it's just it's one of the most <laughs> that was really rewarding cartoon <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed it it's one of the most cartoonishly over-the-top explicit songs I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and if there was one... If there was one word I would avoid... Mm. If, if I were tasked with writing a song about pussy being a pussy monster... Yeah. I would never re- make any sort of reference to tuna. Ooh. And he bravely took that <laughs> on. <laughs> bravely. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think you've got to have, you know, if we've if if we've got Pussy Monster, we also have Lollipop, right? I, I think this was a one, and I think this was a a balanced thing. Okay, in this album. okay, <laughs> that's fair enough, right? You know, it's, it's both happened. That's, uh, uh, yeah. I also liked how he said, "Eat my words." The word is pussy. <laughs> yeah. In case that wasn't explicit, like explicitly clear, I just can't imagine. Well, I was going to say putting pen to paper and writing this, but now that you said that he does not do he that, <laughs> it makes a lot more it sense. Makes, he did not see these words and go, this is right. So maybe that's maybe that's one too many... That's one too many pussies. <laughs> maybe. Let, let, let me... No, 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 no. Yeah, but this is... This does come off as what someone described this as delightfully unhinged. It, it is yeah. indulgent. It is extreme. Knowing, mm. knowingly. It is pushing boundaries. It is being confrontational. But that doesn't mean I like it. True. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's very, very fair. Uh, Pussy Monster to me, you know, I'd put it on. Uh, Would you? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on no. Pussy Monster? I think it kind of speaks for itself. Uh, next one is You Ain't Got Nothing. I like the synth background this one, too. Mm-hmm. I thought we got a lot of Marlon or, or the Wayans Brothers references real early. Like, like three Wayans Just... Brothers movies back to back. Once again, we got... Nothing on me that bravado's coming back yeah. in. A very deep cut of a Popeye joke. He calls himself Popeye, and he's like, and Bluto's coming at me. And Bluto's the big... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, no, no. I didn't, know. didn't expect a 19... Well, this actually makes sense. Cartoon. Later, uh, uh, Lil Wayne, you don't know it in this album, is a very big cartoon fan. Okay. So, okay. he's Lil Wayne, he's Wheezy, he's Wheezy F Baby, right? He's all of these names. Um, later, he, he really takes on the name Tunchi. Uh, Tunchi? Tunchi. Which is, it's spelled, I believe, T-U-N-C-H-I, but it's like based off of the idea that he watches cartoons, T-O-O-N, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess when he was growing up, he would sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons for hours. And so his grandma or something would call him Lil Tunchi. And so he uses that as a rap name later. Okay. And so that kind of makes sense that he would make a Popeye's reference. Now he is a cartoon fan. He would he would know, you know, Lil Tunchi. <laughs> and then we had some surfboard imagery coming up. That's a Beyonce thing too, right? 
Yeah. What's what is it? I don't know. Okay. I wish I knew. Great. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought I'd have a mystery solved, but that's nope. all good. No. Uh, I I I don't know. This one didn't do much for me, to be honest. I I think maybe my least favorite. I'm okay. Gonna... Then we can keep going. Now we got the the big boy here. We got. Don't, Don't get, get it. it. Oh my god. So do most rap albums end with like a 13 minute monologue about like, yeah, this one time. <laughs> I want to say no. But I think of another album I'm going to give you later um, that does have something very similar. I'm like, yo, I'm like, we're, I'm at the end. I'm ready for, I'm ready, I'm ready to be sent off. Yeah. Heard, like I guess maybe the theater background you you save the big the, number the, the the barn burner or whatever the fuck for the end but it seems like they just want to get it all out at the end to make sure everyone's heard every word they said and this is where he he starts saying Wayne is a character and Dwayne is real which kind of I I, mm-hmm. I reached that conclusion or at least kind of had that idea earlier oh yeah and then he really goes on a a, a very interesting and very much correct conversation about the crack conviction rate yeah yeah so this monologue ends up being super in- interesting because where did it come from right like <laughs> yeah i mean he's not wrong right yeah and it's, it's it's an issue and i'm glad he's addressing it and at the time actually this was this was like new ish information like it wasn't being broadcast the way we now have like we are in 2021 mm-hmm. we've got all of this this uh, BLM conversation happening, sure. right? Uh, but we're talking mid two thousands. We aren't having that conversation at the same level. We don't, we don't even have a Trayvon Martin yet, right? Of course, we still right. have very much all of our past, but it's not in the social conscience as much. Mm-hmm. And so you got an album that sells buckets, right? It's great. It, like people buy this album, and at the end of it, he's actually talking about something kind of informative. Like people don't know these facts at this time. And I wonder if that neighbor... It sounded like that neighbor story really happened, right? And I think that's what it was. He, he said, I finished this album. I'm going to light up a joint here, yeah. as we hear. And then he's like, I'm just going to talk about crack versus cocaine. And then I'm also going to tell you about uh, my neighbor who got arrested because he, uh, he sold that crack that he had to sell to get out of the neighborhood. And then now he got arrested and now there's a sex offender and that's fucked up. You know, like, that, like, that's what, that's what it is. It's, it's, I think that really happened to him. Yeah. And this, because the sex offender doesn't have the same consequences as right. selling crack, which is messed up. Uh, and then we find out that he is not a fan of, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton at all. Yeah. Uh, he, which is an odd turn too. That right. seems like a random side note that he just got on. So Al, Al, Al Sharpton, I'm guessing, came out and said, you know, Lil Wayne does not I don't like Lil Wayne, and he definitely does not like Al Sharpton. Yeah, yeah, So, even without knowing exactly what happened, the concept is, like, Al Sharpton is respectability politics all the mm-hmm. way through, yeah. right? He is, he is, he is, like, dress well, do well, be better. Gotcha. Right? Black people. Uh, and then he also fights the system, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's also, but he is respectability politics. Lil Wayne wrote a song that's called Pussy Monster. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, he's just not, he's not respectable, air quotes, around that, right? Uh, in the way that Al Sharpton would want. Okay. Uh, and Lil Wayne, at this time, is one of the largest spokespeople for black people. Like, he is mm-hmm. one of the biggest names. If you said, name a black famous person, 
at that time you would have said Little Wayne. Little Wayne would have been on that list, at least in the top five for you, right? Danny Glover would not have. Oh. <laughs> would not have. No. <laughs> and so that's kind of it is is you then have Al Sharpton going, Hey, people are looking at you, you need to be better. Right? And, oh, right. and Little Wayne's going, Well, I know this stuff and I do have problems with this, right? But also I'm gonna be who I wanna be. Fuck you. <laughs> and he does it well. You should not make pussy monster, you should make vaginal cryptid. <laughs> Ooh, I like that name better. Uh, in case anyone has, uh, has forgotten, I am the white guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I made it very clear. Vaginal cryptid. Now you're speaking my language. Um, and then this is the last. The last note I have is he says no homo about nothing. Like he he, <laughs> yeah. do, he doesn't say it in a way that could be. He says something, but it's not anything that could be interpreted as. Yeah. Homosexual. He's like <laughs> he's just using no homo as a place herder, like dude. I really like Dr Pepper. No homo. Yes, yep. that's almost exactly how he uses it. In fact, uh, I think what it is is he also in in this specific song, right? It's all about being misunderstood. That actually makes a whole lot of sense. Me just saying that phrase to myself. It's all about being misunderstood, and so no homo is the concept of you misunderstood me. I'm not. I'm not gay, right? Mm. Uh, and being very homophobic <laughs> about it, but. That, I think, is kind of it. He's just like, you don't understand me. Whatever. And it ends up becoming more of a passive phrase for him. This is what it is. Uh, See, you're the type that gets off on getting on other people. That's not good. No homo. Gets off on getting... Oh, okay. Maybe. Gets off. But but also, it doesn't have to... There's there's no reference to... Yeah. It didn't have to be another man at all. Yeah. Because of getting off on other people. Yeah. That People can be anybody. Right. People can be anybody. <laughs> right? So, yeah. I, and he's like, Haha, no homo. And you're like, what? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the Carter that's Three. That's the Carter So, d- did you like this album? I like, I did not like it when I listened to it closely. Mm-hmm. I liked it just fine when I listened to it past You don't know what it means to win. Hey there, Editor Taylor here. I just wanted to take a second to step across the tracks and put my producer hat on here. In the future, this segment will be covered by our sad boys, Caleb and Jamie. But since we've recorded in mass to start out, you get me today. (laughs) I wanted to thank you all for listening to episode two of The Other Side of the Tracks. Uh, And I also wanted to thank the Melker Project for the use of their arrangements never going down again. Check them out for more great arrangements. I also wanted to discuss our sponsors for today's episode. If you want to sponsor an episode of The Other Side of the Tracks, hit us up at othersideofthetrackscast at gmail.com, and we can set something up. If you'd like to assist us in keeping the lights on over at SadBoyHQ, you can do so with our Patreon at patreon.com slash othersideofthetracks. Your support means the world to us. Our sponsors today are our very own sad boy, Caleb, the Negro artist, Rainey, who has two books of poetry out, as well as a spoken word album of his first book, Look, Black Boy. You can scope that out at thenegroartist.com and snag yourself some of his great work. Our other sponsor today is me, 
my podcast, The Tantalus Tales, a D&D real play. Have a listen, and thank you again for tuning in to The Other Side of the Tracks. Hello, my name is Taylor. I am the DM and lore master of The Tantalus Tales, a real play D&D podcast following the misadventures of three unlikely heroes across the universe. So, who wants to save the world? Am I getting paid for this? Uh, shut up, Bakar. Yes. Well, I'd say that if if the world is gone, we probably won't get paid. Can I give it to my god? I, I mean, ideally, no. Alright, so are we just going to solve this in our usual method, you guys? So, you guys try to sneak, and when you get caught, I kill them? More or less. Let's just drench the flagstones in blood like we normally do. Do we want to do help me? I'm okay with the quest that I'm currently on. I'm not here to save the world. The car, I swear to God, <laughs> any God, you're going to get it. Join us for more misadventures on The Tantalus Tales, wherever you find podcasts. All right, next up we got uh, David Bowie's Hunky Dory we're going to mm-hmm. be going into. Uh, but before that, just some, some background info on, on David Bowie. He's easily one of the most respected and influential voices in rock and roll in the last 50 years. Um, he successfully stayed in relevance uh, from the early 70s until his death in 2017. He's had many different identities. He's like He was like the king of different personas. Uh, he's been known as Ziggy Stardust, okay. the Thin White Duke, Aladdin Sane. Uh, some people say Major Tom was, was one of his personas, but that's not as like out there as huh. Ziggy Stardust. This comes up prolifically in this album, but he kind of has weaved through all of his work this weirdly occult theme. Okay. And I'm not sure if that came through to you, but it it's in there ag- aggressively, mm. uh, the occult themes. He's married to Iman Abdul-Majid from uh, 1992 until his death. And uh, I've included this stuff because it's, in, it's since this is a very much racially motivated yeah. podcast... Uh, in 1983, on camera, on MTV, David Bowie had a confrontation with a VJ about not playing black music on MTV. As in, he was upset about yeah, it? Yeah, he's like, he's like, why don't you play any black artists on... Uh, that's a terrible Bowie. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible Bowie. But he, he, like, asks him, he's like, and let me ask you a question, like, why don't you play any black artists? He's like, and when you do play them, it's like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. He's like, why is that? Whoa! And the VJ's like, oh, well, we got this here, Al- I mean... Good for David Bowie for right. bringing that up, but like that VJ doesn't know he's not selecting the fucking needle. Like, <laughs> goddamn! But he was like getting the message out there, like yeah, MTV calling him out at least, calling them out. Then uh, in 1993 on the Today Show, uh, Bowie asserted that the only people being truly creative uh, at the time were rappers, stating that uh, quote that's where the new force of music is coming from. With black music, there's a very strong social point to make. There's mm. a means of discovery and purpose. Right, and I think the social the social point's really big when you listen to like things like Lollipop and Pussy Monster. <laughs> 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 then in 2007, uh, Bowie donated $10,000 to the legal defense of six black teens who had le- allegedly attacked a classmate in Louisiana. Mm. All that being said, mm-hmm. while he was in his thin white Duke phase... In 1977, uh-huh. David Bowie called Hitler the first rock star oh. and praised how well he could work a crowd and called uh-huh. him a media artist. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, okay. I, I, but we also have Lil Wayne who called himself Hitler. Yeah. So now... Right. We're having a bit of a stalemate <laughs> until 
There were also several allegations of sex with minors in the 1970s uh, lobbied against David Bowie. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why did he do that? So, before we go into it, okay. it, re- it really makes changes sound. You stop! <laughs> <laughs> so, what we. What. <laughs> David Bowie is a vibe. He is. I would. I, I'm not sure if I if I could go this far, but I think I might. First off, you gotta know I love David Bowie. Okay, I love David Bowie, and I think he's as close to a white male Beyonce as you could ever get. Whoa! He he, he was iconic yeah. in his fashion, in his words, in his work, in his music. I'm gonna have fun discussing this, yeah. but I know it's gonna hurt. <laughs> are, are, are we gonna have a discussion on separating artists from actions? Oh, that is a conversation we should have. Um, uh, well, uh, artists from art, I guess. Yeah, yes. the art, the, can you separate the artist from the art? Um, I think it'll come up in, in a I, I think it, yeah. I think that, but I, I do think you're right. We're going to have to have that conversation today. Yes. Well, I mean, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that you love him. I love him. Um, I love him. Also, <clears throat> allegations. Allegations. <laughs> I am recognizing that there are allegations of sex with minors. Right. Okay. David Bowie in the 1970s. Okay. Let's let's start 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 us off, man. All right. So we've got changes. Yes. <laughs> changes. You were singing it. I in, it, I will admit. Okay. All right. Um, I wasn't uh, super in love with this album the first time I listened to it. Okay. I I, I was like oof. Um, <laughs> it's, and, it's like a lean 45 minutes too it's not a long album you know and uh, Changes was, was interesting for me because at the first time I listened to it I actively didn't like it because something about Changes is like offbeat to me like the, the something huh. his, his rhythm about like changes and then the next one seems off to me and it was driving me crazy and then the by the time i listened to it like two three four times i was like nah i fucking get this yeah this is great Uh, it's it's a great song it is uh it took me a second because i was like what is going on and this song does it and so do a lot of the other songs where they have an intro that i really love so it's like it starts real funky and i was like Mm. yeah and then it does give me that yeah Right, and then and then there's a quick shift, and he does that with a lot of his songs, and that makes me sad because I almost always like the intro uh, better than the rest of the song, <laughs> almost always. Uh, so that was rough for me, um, but I did love. I love the oh yeah chorus, um, mm-hmm. and I love the line and these children that you spit on yep. as they try to change the world are immune to your cons- uh, consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. That hits me as, you know, a person who's an educator here. Yeah. I was like, you're right. Like, and I'm telling my young writers all the time, like, don't care about what they're saying. Write right. what you need to write. Write what you know is true. Because they're, when you are young, you do know things are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if other people are telling you they think they know more about the world than you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I love that premise. I was here for that. Snapping along. For some reason, just the, the ch- ch- changes made me think, about what if it played in the background of like Greta 
Thornburg like giving a speech. <laughs> oh my god! And I thought that was it's not good, coming. but I was like, it has to exist already. Like a compilation, of, like Greta saying things. And I feel like you've, you've got. I, this is the second time you've said that white people are like white music sounds like compilation. <laughs> I guess because a lot of the time, like when you see compilations, I guess it's usually white. music. It is. It is. It's white music. Uh, yeah, I love this song. It's a great song. Uh, I like. I like the line when he when he says he. Because he's already experienced success at this point. He's already kind yeah. of... He, he's got success. He's got money. He's got respect. And he says... he At one point, he says, I don't want to be a richer man. Yep. I need to be a different man. I'm here for that. And, and I mean, changes... Like, David Bowie is changing. He is constantly changing. Every album sounds different than the one before. Like, this is probably... This is more when he gets into his more experimental stuff. Whereas yeah. before, it was, there was a lot of... Uh, like hard driving rock. Okay. And this was just him kind of going off the rails even more so. I okay, like, so but can you explain to me what does he mean when he says he can't trace time? I I didn't get it and I wanted to. Cuz time may change me but I can't trace time. Right. Strange fascinations fascinating me. Um, <laughs> Love that line. I'm here <laughs> for that. Is was that line trace time? I always thought it was uh, change time. I think I, it is trace time. I looked. I looked time, it up and it said change. trace. Weird. I always yeah. think it as time can't change me. Our time can change me, but I can't change time. And that made. And so when I was listening through it the first time, that made sense to me. Yeah. Then I looked it up and I said trace time, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Because I I think the line time can change me, but I can't change time. Wonderful. That's a, yeah. that's a bar. We love that. I, won- I wonder if that's a miss. Maybe I got a miss, miss lyric. I don't I, know. Man. I'm trying to assign yeah. a meaning to it now. Because I can't I, figure I, out what trace time I've got no greater insight into tracing time than you do. So yeah. I, so I, I don't know. I was going to say, because I distinctly remember like when I was younger looking up lyrics, and they were definitely wrong looking back. Right. Back in the wild. Well, and this yeah. came up later uh, when I was looking up lyrics. Is there are... Some lyrics that he sings differently at different times, mm-hmm. like oh, this, uh, like I guess live he sings the song differently. I don't know. It said something, and I was like, "That doesn't make sense." A little bit of Little Wayne in them. <laughs> They're actually more similar than I want to say. Um, I uh, oh, they got this wow. Hitler thing. They got this uh, ad libbing thing. Yeah, I love a sexy sax. Yeah, I said dope sax, dope sax outro. I love me a sexy oh, sax, baby. Put yes. it in there. Give it to me. And Changes is probably the best known al- a song on this album. Have you heard this song before? I, I, it's only like reminiscent. Like okay. I can't. There were Lumineer songs. Not Lumineer. Excuse me. Uh, Fleetwood Mac rumor songs. I don't know how I got okay. to that. But I think a lot about the you that's in the word rumors. And it haunts me. I think that's how I get <laughs> Anyways, rumors. There were a lot of songs where I was like, oh, I've heard this yeah. somewhat before. The, I feel like I've heard changes, yeah, but right. I couldn't tell you when, where, how okay, kind of, of thing. This was a, con- a, a contender for f- my favorite song. But it's um, not. Mm-mm. I thought for sure. <laughs> the way you were talking. Okay, yes, I'm excited then. Yeah. I, you made me clap with glee. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It was a on. very, very white clap. Yeah. It was. It was like, <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, now we're going on to Oh, You Pretty Things. <laughs> so, here for the piano intro. Yes. I love a good intro, right? Uh, <laughs> and I, and I wrote, honestly, I didn't even listen to the first verse because I was so caught up with the piano. Yes. I loved it. And yes. so I had to go back. Like, I found, found myself, I was doing my close listening even, mm. but I had gotten so caught in the piano that I was like, oh, man, I got to 
I didn't listen to that. I didn't even read any of the lyrics. I, I was so I had to go back and restart the song. Um, is is uh, I I think that the rhythm he uses, and this is one of those songs. I just went through changes where I said mm-hmm. the ch- ch- was a little weird to me in a way that I loved, and I think he's a he's got a groove, but he's a little off in a way that's okay. kind of quirky. Yeah. Like like it's 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 intentional. And I had to decide that I was okay with it, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what it is. And once you do it, it's great. It's, yeah. It's likable. So that's, I got that with this one too, is that the rhythm is like, there was a groove and it was like a little weird, but kind of like quirky, like it's mm-hmm. cute. Like almost like a, what is it? A, I'm not like other girls. Like it's like, uh, that. <laughs> like I'm not like other songs. And, um, yeah. Uh, first listen, I was like, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And uh, through my first listen, I was like, is this how white people feel when they listen to rap and can't understand what the rapper is saying? <laughs> because I was like, he's like referencing me. I don't, I don't get it. I was like, I do not get what is going on. So that was, that was, uh, oh, you pretty things for me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I'm surprised you didn't mention the chorus when it comes in with that, 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 that strong, like, that build up. Oh, you did that. Did that hit for you? Did that? No, it didn't hit for me. No, it didn't hit for me. Oh my god! <laughs> I wrote this. I wrote dope chorus, <laughs> and I said, I said this could be a rap sample. Oh, I could see, I could see somebody Ooh. taking that. Like, boom, 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 boom. Okay, 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 okay. So this song is insane. You're right. Yeah, I love what, this song. What is going on? So it's a song about. The theory of the coming race, which is a Nietzsche novel, uh, and the what, co- what? What? And the coming race is a novel about mankind will be relevant, as there is an impending arrival of aliens who will make an alliance with the world's youth and render uh, the old ways insignificant. Okay. Oh, um. So uh, when he okay. says uh, the Homo sapiens have out have outlived their use, yep. the earth the, the earth is a bitch. It's finished our news. Like, we're on the way out. Yeah. There's, when he says a crack in the sky and a hand reaching down, he literally means there's a crack in the sky and a hand reaching down. I just, okay, I thought it was like a god thing, but now I understand it's an a- a- alien thing. Yeah, it's an alien thing. Uh, Buddy. Yes. Um, and uh, this one I had a physical reaction to. <laughs> I couldn't help but fucking bop along. That's why I, I love this song. Oh, wow. I love this so, song. So, um, <laughs> I d- didn't love it, but I do like this concept. I, I that insight actually helps me a lot, but also leans further into the whole like he really loves youth. Um, really. <laughs> oh no! I almost spit. That was a close one. Oh no! Um, you, you asshole! That that just we're just gonna pin in that. We'll get back Fuck. to it later. But that's interesting, right? The aliens will come and they will love the children. Did he ever call himself an alien? Um, Ziggy Stardust was I, an alien. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's interesting. Oh no! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Alright, I'm there. That's I'm done with oh pretty things there. Uh do you have more? No, that's all I got. Alright. <laughs> um oh. the uh eight line poem. Yeah. <laughs> Are you crying right no, now? No, okay. no, no, no. Uh, but I mean, not for that reason. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah, okay, please. <laughs> Uh, this is the moment where I had gotten to the third song and I went, am I going to like every intro this guy has? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, because I like this intro. Uh, I like the guitar. Uh, I wrote fucking come through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I, and this might be the poet in me, it did not land. I mean, this the, poem was, I, I was kind of mad. Um, 
you that, saw eight line poem and you're like, oh, oh let's go. Like, like I'm here for it. Like, let's do it. And I was not happy. Um, okay. Not not un, uh, not. I wasn't upset. I think I was more unhappy just because I really wanted to be happy that it was a poem, right? Like I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And I was like, mm, this didn't. I don't think there's too much to say about yeah eight line poem. I, I said ensemble, simple guitar, piano, guitar. I thought the imagery was kind of nice, like he was setting up a room. Yeah, I liked how he rolled his tongue on Clara. I can do it. <laughs> Clara, Clara, can't do it. Um, and I think it's genuinely about a cactus. I, I think so too. I think it's actually just about a cactus, <laughs> which is like my least room. favorite type of poetry, and which is just like here's a scene. Mm. Nothing happens. Nothing really goes. It's just a scene, really, about a cactus. But you got. And you also got to know. Sorry. Yeah. Go. Um. He, he. David Bowie is also the kind of guy who who is like, what would you have for lunch today? He's like, oh, I had a glass of milk with peppers. Like with oh. like bell peppers. Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? <laughs> like he's just a weird guy who's like gonna do musical Andy Warhol well which we get, we mm-hmm. get to uh, uh, <laughs> which is one of the ones I bet it in everyone yeah uh, yeah it's and like, I eat poem yeah nothing wrong with it nothing too great about it background that you didn't give me but I need to know just like confirmed yeah he did a lot of drugs oh he did a lot of drugs okay <laughs> alright it was a big coke this is the 70s he was coked out there's a reason the thin, thin white, white duke. duke yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, he was a drug guy. Got it. That makes that, okay. I was like, I just came at it assuming that he I'd was seen like, a picture so, of him before, you know. And I was so like, he, he he did a song called "I'm Afraid of Americans." Dope song. It's very it's very good song. Yeah, uh, with Trent Reznor. That yeah, sounds like that would be great. No, it's 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 good, and it's clearly a drug induced paranoia. <laughs> but then again, also Americans are terrifying. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just he was the the height of cocaine and androgyny mm. and being a weirdo and being okay with it. There, um, there was an interview uh, where he was asked uh, about his sexuality. I was going to ask, uh, is he queer? He is. Uh, He's like honorarily queer. He No, he, I believe, didn't specify, but it was long rumored that he was bisexual. Okay. Honestly, probably more pan because he yeah. is an alien. Yeah, right. right. That would but, make sense. But yeah, he's uh, an alien. Well, I, I think it. I think he was kind of one of those beyond labels sexualities, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And kind of, I mean. All right, now this is not going to land. Okay, this is bad. Okay, but would would David Bowie be a person who would have said pedophilia was a sexuality? Uh, no, because he was. He was not. <laughs> he had allegations. Okay, okay. Uh, I interesting that we're gonna make that. We're, that's a really clear allegations is enough to. Okay, so yeah, we are gonna get into this. We are gonna get into this. All right. Uh, so so allegations, so right? Yeah. I just want to. I just want to understand. Oh, this is no. a conversation I'm constantly having with myself. I don't like this. Let's go. <laughs> but it, okay. So oh. what we have to figure out is. Do you believe in separating the artist from their art? And that's in the general statement, and then we're going to shift it to David Bowie, but I need to know. Can you or should I, you? I think I can, because I, I, I think of, I think of like, the director, Roman Polanski. Okay. Yep. I, can, I can still watch Rosemary's Baby. Um, but only Rosemary's Baby. I can't, but then I think, uh, well, because I, I can't think of another Polanski film right off the bat. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other... 
problematic. Oh God, I don't want to admit it. But there's there's a comedian uh-huh. I'm able to still really like. Okay. Um, I don't want to specify. Right, oh, right. That oh, might not work for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I am, a- I feel like I am able to, you are white to guy. do that. That, that might be. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I, if you can do that, why is it so important that David Bowie's not, we, we emphasize allegations, right? Like why? Right. Because it wouldn't matter either. What if it was true? Yeah, it sounds like you would still be like hunky dory, baby. There, there were allegations, but there was never proof of it. Right, but so, even if there was proof, it seems yeah. to not be an issue for Jamie. So it's yeah. interesting that he continues to live in the space of allegations. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying mm-hmm. to make this make sense. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to think through my process here. Um, I, I. It comes from. Okay, it comes from a place of me not wanting it to be true. Ah, uh, and. I don't want ne- to think... Never read into your heroes. Right. <laughs> I don't want to think of him in that way, and I don't want it to affect how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. If 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 there was evidence presented that's like, no, 100%, he fucking like this. I'd probably still be able to listen to Honky Dory. <laughs> okay. I probably would. All right. But if he... But only in headphones and never in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't blast it. Maybe you would. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess. So for me, it's it's. In, I uh, I find myself struggling with the same the same sure. concept, right? And I'm sure we're gonna hit it even more than once with with this uh, podcast. I'm sure yes. we're gonna have problematic artists. Um, Kanye already is one of them in other ways, but I think about it, and and it's tough for me because as an artist, right? Like, yeah, which, right? I'm sure. not saying that you're not either, but I'm saying like as an author, right? I, I have a book out and people read my book and we then get go, it. You're a published <laughs> author, Caleb. God. <laughs> what I'm saying is I wonder if I made a mistake right now and did something really, really terrible. Right. Could you not read my book anymore? And that's hard for me because it is a part of me. And yet also it's not, and and I don't know what to do with that, right? Because I would want, to, I would, I would hope that you could still read my book, even if I did something terrible. Right. My book still brings up and says a lot of important things. Yeah, right? I, I but, already can because it makes me cry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me sad. I get it, <laughs> and so, so I think I want to. This is this is my stance at the moment in my life. Yeah, the way yeah. I function is. Um, I can separate the artist from the art if it is convenient for me not to, a.k.a. Uh, if it is easy for me to cut that artist out of my life mm. because of the things that they've done, I will go ahead and do that. Yeah. Right? Because I, if it ha- if it makes other people in the world feel better and I'm not, l- this isn't my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. For example, I don't listen to Chris Brown. Uh, that's, that's, that's who I was thinking of. I don't listen to Chris Brown because it was easy for me to cut him out of my right. life. Uh, there's only a few times where, like, he features in a song and I'm upset and I have to, like, change the song because I liked that song. Yeah. But overall, it is, I, he wasn't my favorite artist. I don't, I didn't have his albums, whatever. So to hear he's doing terrible things, I go, oh, I just won't continue to support him in any way. And it makes it easy for me. But I'm not a person who goes, you have to do that too. Right, mm, then that, that's an important distinction to make. Yeah, uh, because people do get to make their own own decisions yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. And I, I guess thinking through or hearing what you were saying about being an artist yourself, um, and and kind of having a more human view as, as someone here I'm talking to. I mean, 
humans are multifaceted people. You are not the worst thing you've done. You're also not the best thing you've done. You are, uh, <laughs> you are an ever-changing, ever-learning being. So yeah. to, to, to judge somebody by a single moment at a single point in their life is not right, maybe. So we're going back to Little Wayne's Don't Get It. Okay. That's in his thing, right? He's like, everyone's human, and so you make mistakes, too. That's what he says to Al Sharpton. It's the same bit, right? He's like, I make mistakes, you make mistakes. No one's, we're all human. It's kind of that same concept. uh, You're right. Um, So that's why it's okay that I like David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Even if he has allegations. Yes, he does. Of being... A pedophile. Um, <laughs> Having sex with minors. No, a pedophile. Yeah, we're going to go with pedophile. Yeah, we're going to go uh, with it. So we're going to move on to Life on Mars. <laughs> no, are you going to break my fucking heart? That, that is probably my favorite on this album. Hell so. yeah. You didn't like Life on Mars? <laughs> what? Uh, we're, we're both very white, though. I'm <laughs> shook. Alright, uh... So, Bowie is super anti-TV slash media, right? That's what this is. Uh, this is a child. Okay. Right? That's what this is. This is the one where there's a g- girl wa- yeah. watching TV or something. She's hooked on the silver screen. I... <laughs> <laughs> Musically not bad. I used to get... I you know, What? <clears throat> did he come for Mickey Mouse? He did. Uh, it's on America. <laughs> did he come it's, for it's, Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Okay. It's, so, it, the line is, it's on America's tortured brow that Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. Um, it, I, I think what it means is he's he's seeing this over commercialization and over, like a cash is that, cow. Is that like oh, is that, yeah, I, I follow? I, I got more it. like golden or a golden cow, and that's where I got. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, so 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 like, I you're gonna send Loki on somebody? Oh shit! <laughs> you are gonna have to explain to me why you love this. Song. Oh, I will gladly go go in. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I read is motherfucker is winding up. <laughs> It's a god awful small event. I got chills. I couldn't help oh but god. sing. And that build up to when he's hooked to the silver screen. Bang! But the film is a saddening bump. Oh, it just like. And that, that sweeping energy of sailors fighting in the dance hall. Oh! I wrote, I wrote the volume didn't go loud enough. Wow. I love this fucking song. Wow. Um, and so it's actually kind of about aliens watching us. Okay. So, so the line, the line. Maybe this is why it doesn't land for me. What is he talking about? So <laughs> with the line just goes, take a look at the lawman beating up the wrong guy. Wonder if he'll, ha- he'll right. ever know he's in the best selling show. That's aliens just watching us go about our lives in this silly, uncaring way, and then asking ourselves, like, uh, is there life on Mars watching this? Okay, so so I think I need to acknowledge that black people rap things, right? Uh, and and white people listen and they go, what is what is it what what is what do these things mean? Right? Mm-hmm. What are these terms? Mm-hmm. Right? How are and they get lost because there's like not enough context that they can use to make that those lines make sense. I, I, what I'm understanding now is that David Bowie is, is white, right? And so in the white sense, uh, the way black uh, people live in America, they can't be away from whiteness. So instead, he found a way for it to be confusing by creating another world. Um, and I don't understand the context of Mars. 
and maybe white people get it better. I yeah, I don't I don't know how to how to put it. It's just I'm not mad about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I, just I like I, I just think that's it, just this was believe, a, not, I can't believe this wasn't one that just affected your bones. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. wow! <laughs> I was so red faced and shaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, am I really red faced? Now I'm embarrassed. Now my, my face is going to be even. They redder. can't see you. It's fine. It's well, fine. now they can. Uh, yeah, I love. I love. I thought. I thought. Oh, you pretty things and life on Mars were going to be your two. This is so funny. Favorite. Okay. Okay. No, I absolutely love Life on Mars. That is an ox chord all day, every day. Wow. That is turn it up. That's an ox chord choice for you? Blast. Life Life on on Mars? Fucking blast Life on Mars, bro. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, 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 okay. I I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's just, it it is a motivational type of, like just... Just the maybe I would like the song more without the lyrics. Is that no? You like the lyrics. I like the lyrics. I'm. <laughs> I I mean, if you were able to turn up just the music of it, I think you. Would yeah, like it. I think yeah. And the gr- I like the grandiose feeling of it. Like yeah, it's... at the end that the, the string build up and the brum, 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 Which, brum, yeah. Brum. Okay. Oh God, I love everything about it. Well, if you felt that way about life on Mars, <laughs> I can't wait to hear how you feel about kooks. <laughs> so, kooks here. That's funny, because I am different. Uh, I, I So, I love the muted trumpet and the ragtaggish piano. Yes! Yeah! Fucking here for it. I loved it. You liked uh, kooks! Yeah, I thought kooks was one of was possibly the most accessible song so far. Like, okay. listening okay. through it all, it was the most, like, okay. song that I didn't feel like, what is going Hmm. Uh, where am I? Who is this? What's right, this? right. It's very clearly stated. Yes, and and it all, I and I just love me a good like muted trumpet and and the ragtime. It's so cute. It's yes. cute. Yes. Uh and so I liked Kooks. I I didn't have a lot to say about it, but I was like, I liked it. I like the musicality of it, and I will say overall, I like the musicality of this album. Right. Okay. Like like overall, it is where David Bowie loses me. Is almost always in the lyrics. Like, if he loses me, which he doesn't always, but if he does, it is in the concept that he's brought up. That I'm just like, sure. where are we at? What are we sure. doing? What are, you, what are you saying? These are, yeah. Or he's referencing things I just genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, and that, and I'd be like, okay. Uh, uh, this is the equivalent of, of, of Lil Wayne saying, I saved hip-hop. And I'm like, that's a reference to Nas. Everyone knows mm. Nas's hip-hop is dead. And you're okay. like, nah. And I was like, he didn't have to do more. I feel like David Bowie's doing that with white people things, and I'm just white not catching it. <laughs> like, I'm just not catching it. So, again, as you guys keep saying kook, like, it sounds like a slur to me, so I had to look it up. Oh, uh, it's a kook. You're kooky. Yeah. No, I had to look it up, and uh, it is... It is not. It is not a slur. Yeah. Uh, but it sounded so much like one that I had to look it up. For those of you that do not know what a kook is, in the UK, it has a specific variation. Is a me too. Uh, eccentric, crazy, or foolish yeah. person, uh, which is also uh, when you bring it to America, a kook, someone posing very hard as a surfer or skateboarder. <laughs> uh, okay. But you expressing concern about uh, kook and goon. Yeah. If you take the, the first letter of each and swap them, <laughs> we are in dangerous fucking territory. <laughs> yeah. we are, it is goon, right. and it is kook. Let's <laughs> be very clear. With a couple of kooks. <laughs> did you have any more thoughts? <laughs> no, okay. I did not. Um, 
I, I like. I thought Something, it was yep. weird. I thought it was simple. Uh, it turns out it's about being an unsure dad. He wrote this uh, for mm. his son. Uh, and what I liked about this song is it seems like it's love over everything. Like, mm. like the importance of love over anything and everything. Um, do you know what, uh, David Bowie's son's name is? Uh, but yeah, I almost ha- I, I do, but I'm blanking on it. Oh, I was going to make a terrible joke. Oh no, we'll go for uh, it. Chris Bowie. Crossbow. Crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's something weird. Uh, I'm blanking on it. Um, what I liked is he seems like he wants this child. It's important for him. Mm. It's important for Bowie that his child chooses this life. That he uh, wants to be a part of it as mm-hmm. opposed to experiencing this and rejecting it. He wants him to be Duncan Jones. That's it. He wants him to be a part of this weird life. It also seems like David Bowie doesn't like school, just like Kanye. Yeah, the, which I get that. The throw it on the fire and take <laughs> yes. the car downtown. Yes. Oh, man. And then the, the over feeling that time is limited. So the time that we're spending together is precious. and Because he knows yeah. he will leave one day. Like, it is a, it's a sweet, little, simple, I liked fun it. song. I did. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then, we, then we moved to Quicksand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started with, you know, again, the instrumentation is phenomenal. The strings, are they violins? I don't know what they are. Uh, with the light, like, twinkling piano throughout. Yes, here for it. I I like the music okay. that David Bowie makes. I, yep, um, I'm sensing a theme. And then I Please also wrote, uh, the first two verses are still filled with references. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, and so I was thinking about, would I listen? To, I think I would listen to this song, but also maybe overall the album, without any lyrics like without any vocals dude this is so interesting we're kind of arrived at the same place yes when you were talking about it with little wayne and i was like i I get it i think this that's my approach to to this huh is i i think and i and and i think if i was listening passively i would maybe like it more but i was really trying to understand what the hell this guy was saying and there were times where it just i interesting i was reaching to my furthest knowledge and couldn't figure out what it was he was trying to say right and for me I'm really big into music, art being accessible. And if it's not accessible, sure. you start really turning me off. Right? Okay. Like, I'm not a big, I had to work really hard to figure this out. No, I don't want that. Right. And um, when it is, I, I, I'm actually that way too, believe it or not. Yeah. Like, specifically when it comes to fucking theater. Mm, I've, I've yeah. worked in theater for 14 years. One of the most annoying things I've, <laughs> I, that, that always happens is these original works that are so fucking weird the and meta. so out there <laughs> that it's up its own ass and only for people who are already in the audience and you're not reaching any new people. I yeah. fucking hate art like that. So, uh, that, and Editor Taylor just threw away his script. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should push it, but, but it should be something. Taylor, come back! Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't have to leave. You got the Twitter password. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so we we agree there. I like yeah. that a lot. I think that makes a lot of sense. So this is. Sorry, did you have more thoughts? Yeah, so I think this? that was what was like a little hard for me for this album, right? Um, is is in, a, but. The musicality being so good that I wanted to keep coming back to it. Like, mm. I, wanted, I wanted to. And I think there is something to be said about that, right? Um, because I'm easily turned off by, like, if I can't get it, I don't I don't want to. If I can't get something out of the beginning of it at, at the first listen, then something's wrong with it. Okay. <laughs> is my thought. That's not what happened here, but I'm realizing that as I kept listening closer, I was like, I still feel far away from understanding what's going on. And that didn't really 
land with me. Um, but I did like, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm tethered to the logic of homo sapien. Can't take my eyes from the great salvations of bullshit faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay. All right. Um, and also, is it, is it, am I understanding this right? That this is a fucking dark chorus. Oh yeah. That's oh. like, don't believe in yourself. Don't deceive with belief. Knowledge comes with death's release. Yeah. I was like, these guys talking about dying, yes. right? 100%. 100%. <laughs> I imagine that you're smiling at me. Smiling so yeah. big. It's death. Um, but that, I was like, this is dark, right? Very dark. My inner emo kid, like my, like high school <laughs> Jamie, like, like nobody fucking understands me. Don't believe in yourself. Knowledge comes with death's release. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, give it to me, baby. <laughs> I, I, he, I mean, he is kind of putting his finger in the bullet hole here. Like, he mm-hmm. is twisting the knife. It is dark. Did you have any more? No. Okay. Not. So, uh, he's, he's talking about being in Crowley's robes. Are you familiar with Aleister Crowley? Nope. So, Aleister Crowley is a notable occultist from the 1800s, 1900s, anything? Uh, Crowley was, he, I do know this. Yeah, he's uh, referenced, Aleister Crowley's referenced in lots of shit. Probably trivia. Uh, he, 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 I mean, this dude was out there sucking and fucking whatever, whoever he could. Nice. Like, pen- Lollipop drawing. Lollipop and pussy yep. go, 20th baby. century. 20th century, okay. Like, he was big into, uh, sigils and, and, uh, Black magic and like left hand path magic. Really into uh, like sex, sexual, sexual ah, magic, uh, sexual magic. Yeah, uh, sexual <laughs> magic. Baby. I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, he, make the, he would jerk off on on sigils to charge them to like talk yeah. about what he wants and and this is wild. I mean, casting spells as, yeah. as much as yeah. one can. Uh, but he grew to some level of prominence to. Where people were believing him a little bit, I believe he had some followers yeah, and a lot of followers. Yeah, he was big into like ass stuff too. You know, uh, so he was an ass man. He he was an ass man. He was, <laughs> I dare say he was more of an ass man than some of the rappers we're gonna listen to. <laughs> like big time. He he was a ceremonial ma- magician. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, an occultist. Damn, y'all white people. And he was ugly as fuck. Yeah, but he, f- that dude fucked more than any of yeah. us in this room. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> um, That's wild. So the Golden Dawn and Himmler is kind of a, another occult thing of, of the coming, wh- uh, uh, what's, coming? what's, <laughs> what's, what's coming beyond this life. This is, okay. The, this life is, is momentarily, momentary. This life is fleeting. Um, but what I, what I got, what I got away from, a close listen to this is um, he's feeling like there's a loss of power. He's feeling conflicted mm. um, and his bullshit faith isn't going to save. So it's kind of, you're not going to put this on, but I like, I like the premise that you like it's, it's high school emo. You would, you would connect yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. It was dark, but not, wasn't, bad i just was like th- those were several references that you just went through mm-hmm. that i just did it yeah know, right sure uh and that just makes it all right and i guess i could have looked it up but that that means something right if i'm if i'm gonna play something i don't always want to have to stop and look up what's being said but if i stopped and and and, and excuse me looked up every rapper that was that was you know referenced in in a, in a call it or yeah just, yeah I mean, yeah i mean i'm the same thing i i kind of put it together that like oh this is how they feel about okay, that i get it um, 
All right, so now we go to Fill Your Heart. Yeah. Fill Your Heart was my favorite. Yay! <laughs> Fill Your Heart was my favorite. Yes! Uh, so, um, uh, I thought, first of all, it was such a great, like, when we're talking about album breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. Fill Your Heart happening after Quicksand. Mm-hmm. Brilliant! Oh, forget your mind. Right? Your mind yes. and your beliefs, all that. That was dark. That was dark. Oh, forget your mind and you'll be free. I was like, I needed that. And that combo, made, that actually made me like quicksand more. Because I was like, okay, we went dark and then we went here. Like that yeah, yeah. worked better for me. Uh, again, we love a sexy sax, baby. <laughs> oh, I could die for it. Um, and so this is a, this is arguably my Oxcore choice of the album. Interesting. Which is interesting. And I think it'd be a hot take. Uh, like I was like, I don't yeah, think, I, I think would... that's like a weird thing to put on the Ox, but I think I might do it. And I said it because of this. I used to have a playlist, and I haven't visited it in a long time, that was Think Like This, right? Ah, and it was the concept of, like, think positively. Sure. And I threw any song that I could. And there were a, a range of, of genres, too, right? But it was just, like, think like this, think positively and, and hopeful and, and whatnot. And this would be in that playlist. Yeah, that, yeah. And that made me really happy. Like, I, I, I don't know. And also, we just have to acknowledge the squawking sax at the end. That was like it was like squawking, and yes. I just loved it. It definitely was. <laughs> I love this song. I'm so glad you liked this song. And I, I noted too, it was a big shift. It was poppy, it was mm-hmm. theatrical. Um, I, I think we we both hit it hard. The forget your mind and be free yep. is just such a beautiful w- way to think about it, and that's, that's just a very Bowie way to say it. forget your, your mind. mind. Forget like um, knowledge was seemed to be a big. Mm-hmm. I like I like lo- lovers never lose. It's kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, so cheesy, but it's kind of sweet. You know, lovers the whole never thing is lose. Sweet. It is sweet. Uplifting is shit. Fear is in your head. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah yeah at the end. I mar- mark like, is funny. This is a song that I like. Will probably play again. Oh, that makes you me so happy. Like this is a, I like this song. That makes me so happy. But yeah, there were the yeah yes at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I noted that. All right, so moving right along, we are moving to Andy Warhol. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so what we got here mm-hmm. is a big old weirdo, David Bowie, uh-huh. singing about the other big old weirdo, <laughs> Andy Warhol. Um, so he actually performed this uh, ahead of the album's release to Andy Warhol in front of him, and... David Bowie said he did not know if Andy Warhol enjoyed it or not. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Not like that. Okay. Can you conjure an image of him? or do, and, No, Andy not Warhol? of him. No. Okay, so he's just like this weird guy with those okay. like circular glasses and this weird like bowl cut. And he was the soup guy. And that's what I knew. Him. I knew him like of that. But and yeah. he just did other weird art installations. He was kind of like... Yeah. Oh, what a man. Alright. I mean... So, are they friends? No. So, he just made a song... Okay. He respected his work enough to... to like, say, and yeah. drew inspiration from Andy Warhol enough to be like... Yeah, I really like his soup, Warhol. His <laughs> <laughs> soup looks super good. I don't want to do Beatles. <laughs> I can't do Bowie. Um... <laughs> So yeah, do you have any notes? No, I, I... You just I, want to Literally, the in. fuck. Okay. Yeah, it's what... I, I could not... I was confused. Uh, I said it was great and weird. It's, oh, you liked it. I like liked the weird. I like this song. Um, it's you seen, like this song. I do like Actively this song. like it. Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol, Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. 
I mean, it's weird, but that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm in for. I'm right. listening to and this you know album that for something it. strange. I'm not listening for. Yeah, I would hope. I would hope for at least one Andy Warhol on every Bowie. Album. I hear you. Okay, like that's it makes sense. Yeah, I, I want to hear him sing about Andy getting tired and taking a little snooze. Andy, take a little snooze. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's just an ode to a weirdo from another weirdo. Uh, I can respect that. I liked the building guitar. That is good. And I, I said it feels real and very British. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. 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 I I don't think there's a ton of content there. But I love that you like this song. I, I would do not... like this song. I, I okay. Just, I, I, mm-hmm. I like this song. Well, now we've got a shift over because we have Andy right. Warhol, right? And now we've got a song for Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, the, before, oh yeah, please, please. No, I, 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 there is some context, right? So are they friends? Just like Andy Warhol, I want to know, like, are, I don't think so. Okay. Um, it's not as clear at least. And it's then, not. uh, it, it, I don't, I don't know Bob Dylan. Uh, oh, like I know who okay. Bob Dylan is, but I was realizing at this, I was like, is Bob Dylan like a God or something? Like, <laughs> I think he respects him. Uh, and, and just in the opening lines, he makes a, a, a reference to listen up, Robert Zimmerman. Yeah, Robert Zimmerman is Bob Dylan. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes way more sense to me. Um, I said, I said, this is the weakest song in my opinion. <laughs> this is probably my, my least favorite song on the album. Interesting. Uh, it seems less like a real song and kind of more like a, a, a stream of consciousness. In ah, some yeah. Way. Um, yeah, I didn't. My my favorite part is the way that he says friend. This seems to be a running theme now. Uh, Each of you have said something in one of your albums where there's just something about the way this person says says this one thing. Like, uh, uh, fucking, um, uh, Rumors? Rumors. Oh. Oh, yeah, you did have one. The fucking... Oh, no, what is it? Oh, it's the... You were like, this makes the song. Oh, 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 uh, believe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you if you don't like the way she says believe. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) There it is. Oh, nailed it. (laughs) I did not do bad. (laughs) Okay. So we've got Bob Dylan there. Um, Next here we've got Queen Bitch. How did you feel about Queen Bitch? <laughs> Jamie is chomping at the bit right now. I, I, I want to make sure I understand. So David uh, slash the, the singer, right? The, the, the character, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Mr. Bowie here. Yeah. Is being cheated on by a man who's hiring a prostitute? Seems that way. Okay. <laughs> I just need to understand. Um, and then also, it could have been me. And I wanted to understand. And this is because I, from my understanding of David Bowie, right? He's like androgynous, right? Mm-hmm. So is he... Because he hundred percent, he fucked Mick Jagger. Is that a hundred percent? That seems to be very likely. Mm. I'm not going to uh, give it a hundred percent. Did Mick, Jag- mm. Mick Jagger uh, uh, hire a prostitute afterwards? Maybe. Okay. Wasn't there, uh, what's that one, Linda song or whatever? Oh, from the Stones? Yeah. I don't know, I'm not familiar. Uh, well, I'm not as familiar with Stones. There's something between Bowie and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so so I, I was trying to understand, this narrative is is cut, it's straightforward, right? I'm mm-hmm. not. I, I want to make it more complicated than it is. It is just this person is being cheated on, and they're seeing it happen down 
downstairs. It seems right, that on way. the block. It seems that um, way. And it, from my understanding, it's this character is being cheated on by a man with someone who is a nice looking lady. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. it? And and David Bowie goes, it could have been me. That was getting banged or one, being a lady. I was kind of curious about. I think I think he was wanting to. Was this about bang the lady? Wanting to bang the lady. Yeah. It could have been me. Oh. It could have been me. I thought it was like a, like a, like a, I was going to make a reference that you wouldn't know, um, to Lemonade. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is it the scenario of like, you, you were cheating on me with that person when you could have just been with me, right? Like, that's what I was, it's that, I, or I also was wondering if David Bowie had, you know, a bit. Like body is more. Yeah, I feel like he's like, definitely worn a dress. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that from the pictures I've seen of David Bowie. Yeah, and I my understanding of. I I, I I I don't think so. I, I couldn't decide who he was jealous of. Right, like who he was upset. Yeah, it's it's actually Could've kind of unclear to me too. I don't have. I don't think I have an answer for you. That's fine. Yeah, you're not the you know expert. I just was, um, curious by the song. Um. Yeah, what were what were your thoughts on Queen Bitch? Uh, I thought I thought you were definitely going to say something at the beginning about the mouth sounds. Yeah, it it seems to be a white people thing. We love a we love a good mouth. But sound. can we say anything about mouth sounds when we also had pussy? Mouths? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely prefer these mouth sounds. So, uh, and I wrote this song. Fucking rips! Wow, that, that guitar. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I, I guess, yeah. and I, I just said this is, this is an example of like this is what rock and roll is. This uh, is what like rock that. and roll is. It's a very clear, fun rock song. Yeah, um, I like that. I like, I like the line "bippity boppity hat." <laughs> yeah, um, love a good. I, I just love a good song about a woman. I love a good song about. Seeing her, admiring her, longing for, okay. or just anything about like, 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 like uh, yeah. There's something like I, I understand that. I like uh, someone who's, who's who you're hung up on, or has got you, or has a certain way about her, or whatever. Love a song about a woman, and it seemed like what I took away from it was some sort of missed connection. Like he could have had her, but he didn't. Or if he had only been in this place at this time, mm. he would have got her, but he. I'm I'm not so clear that they were in a relationship to begin with. Okay, and it was more about longing or admiring and hoping for oh, what the okay, other okay. guy got. So this isn't even a, like the the man that he's he's watching from from afar um, may not have been his lover. That right. makes sense. That's what okay. that's what I took away from it. Ah oh, man, missed my chance to to get with that prostitute. At least she was an adult. Probably. Well, they don't you sell don't, bibbity bobbity hats to ju- under youth underage people. I have that on good authority. If you have a bibbity bobbity hat, mm. you were only able to purchase it directly from a bibbity bobbity purveyor, and they mm. always checked the ID the ID to see if you were had bibbity, if you were yes. bibbity bobbity approved. <laughs> yes, because there is no such thing as a bibbity bobbity fake ID. There's uh, no, no, no. There's of an course ex- not. There's an extremely problematic bibbity bobbity black market. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so 
Definitely going to Oh, lovely. And that takes. Are, do you have any more? Oh, that's, that's, that's it for me. Uh, before we get to the Bewley brothers, uh-huh. I want you to know <clears throat> that by many David Bowie critics, fans across the board, this is considered his densest and most impenetrable songs. The, the These are, or just the Bewley brothers? The Bewley brothers. The brothers. Got it. Oh, okay, okay. I that's interesting. That I like that other people acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, I just I didn't want you to feel alone. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, some thoughts I had here. Um, for some reason, this there's an eerie sound in the background of the chorus mm-hmm. um, that makes me. It reminded me of an old western standoff sound effect, and I don't oh, know what that sound okay. is. Right. It's like the the. Mm-hmm. The whatever that yeah. is. If you play that backwards, it says, I swear she told me she was 17. <laughs> Not even 18. David Bowie. <laughs> you know what? That man was a genius. Um, <laughs> he was. So that was interesting. I was like, that's a weird connection that I don't think was meant to be made. Um, and the outro voice change scared the shit out of me. Yeah, when he's like, hello. Nothing is really So jarring. Oh, what, I did not yeah, like what, that. When he's, what, was, <laughs> what were the you, lyrics? You mean when he got John Lennon on his? He starts to sound, he like leans in super heavy into the Cockney accent. Yeah. Which I think is, again, him changing. He's like, please come away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what? You mean he ch ch change? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any more thoughts? No. On those okay. are my thoughts on it. what. <laughs> so I think what I took away from it, there were some religious themes. I thought it was interesting that he that he was upset that he feels like he can't sing about the devil, which mm. made me think of Kanye West. <laughs> he can't sing about Jesus God. walks. Yeah. Um. So it seems like a commonality between. Uh, the hip hop world and the rock world is it, singing about any religious deity seems to be taboo. So there's some unification. There. Mm, mm. Um, he calls out fakers and which I thought was a reference back to changes. Yeah. When, uh, I, f- I forget exactly what it was, but he says something about, um, not, not being fake, allowing themselves to be honest or something yeah, yeah, to yeah. that effect, but it seemed like he was tagging back up. Is. I like the haunting sacks, um, and he he says bake me pie, and he's starving for gravy. <laughs> I, don't I don't know either. And then I don't the, know. the last thing I said that I thought I could take away is is when he was when that when that Cockney accent come comes in. I thought that might be aliens being like, please go away, right? Taking them away. The only thing I could get out of this um, as something to, to grip onto. Is I've heard this potentially about his half brother Terry, who was schizophrenic. Oh, so, so everything kind of seems disjointed, yeah, or not connecting, or not making sense in the way we would hope. The, uh, that makes that would make more sense. sense, yeah. But I mean, it's but even even that making a song that, about uh-huh. a schizo like schizophrenic half brother where things don't make sense is weird. That doesn't yeah. make this make any more sense. Um, what a, what a Okay, that's David Bowie. That's David Bowie. It it is uh, hunky dory. So, I I did you like it? 
No, we got we got the no, we have to decide <laughs> which album is better. <laughs> so I think this this is what it is for me. David Bowie, when it hit, it really hit for me. Uh huh. Really liked it. When it didn't, it really missed. Mm hmm. Ah, uh, I think I felt similarly. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, because this is the Carter Three is not the kind of rap I would ever listen to on my own. I, part of the reason I gave it to you, yes. And I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think we came at this with the same energy. I don't think you would have ever picked up David Bowie's Hunky Dory. No, I would not. Yeah, I, I would not. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> okay. The one I think that's better, I, I still think I might go Hunky Dory. I, think I was so scared I would have I, to go. You'd have to argue. <laughs> I would, I'm so, so scared. I I, I feel like it's hunky-dory for me, mm-hmm. personally. Because Lil Wayne was rough for you. Lil, Lil Wayne, <laughs> it was... I, I just... Yeah. Like I said, it was better to listen to not closely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, because the, the feelings I got when listening to it, I felt like effectively communicated what he wanted me to feel. Mm. But but the close read is not what I what you're supposed to do. I, I would argue it's not what you're supposed to do with that fucking album. And I agree. Yeah. I think I think you would say the same. Um yeah, and, and a hunky dory, um, I think that the song that I really liked, musically, there's just more happening. Agreed. I think. And, it, and it's impressively yep. done. Like it is there are musical aspects that were just really good. Where like the Carter Three has a sample or two that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but I uh, hunky dory musically doing more that I appreciate, uh, and I have this sneaking suspicion that if I listen to hunky dory more, I will like it more. Like, like which I like don't more. think will be the same for you with the Carter Three. No, <laughs> I try. I think you get what you get when you when you come to the Carter Three, right? And I think hunky dory may have more that happens that I would appreciate. Uh, my biggest con- critique is that it's not super accessible uh, in a lot of ways. But if I can get to it eventually, then I'll probably like it even more. I did give you this one knowing full well this is not one of his most uh, accessible. That makes sense. Because I really wanted to, honest to God, I was, the main reason, because I was debating between a bunch of albums, and I was like, oh, the conversation we're going to have about life on Mars is going to be so <laughs> good, because he's going to love it. Oh, no, I d- that did not live. So we're, go- we're going Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory is a better album, the- but does... Little Wayne get to come to brunch. Okay, I was thinking about this. <laughs> what brunch? I was trying to define what brunch means. Right, and what and what brunch means for, for white people is it's like I'm so excited to see you and hang out with you, yeah. and be drunk with you, yeah. in the morning, and also pretend to be a little fancy, right? <laughs> and it's going not only like it's the morning, but like we're hanging out all day. That's oh, yeah. that's who you get brunch with. Mm-hmm. Don't think I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think Lil Wayne's coming to brunch. I don't think Lil Wayne's coming to brunch. Lil Wayne is is uh, my assumption for white people is Lil Wayne is the black guy that you invite once the party's already rolling at like around you know eleven thirty midnight. You know, you're like, Lil Wayne's gonna come through. It's gonna be a great like peak, and he's also that's like, frighteningly <laughs> accurate. <laughs> like that's you're not inviting him to accurate. brunch. Oh god, I uh, hate how real that was. <laughs> Like oh so and so is coming through. Like, oh yeah, it's about two forty five. Like, yeah, yeah, bring him in. Yeah, and then he's also gonna leave soon. Yeah, <laughs> he, he wouldn't be setting up the streamers. No, no, no. He wouldn't be putting out the fruit punch. 
creamers and fruit punch. Come to my party. Cheese it's on the left, grits on the right. Sorry. I I also don't think David Bowie's I, coming to the I window. thought I, 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 I thought it was gonna be a coin he's, flip. He's he's just too odd. He I, I also androgyny and we've gotta acknowledge black culture and the problematic things that exist there. Um so yeah. I thought he was not going to be invited purely based on like the hyper whiteness of him. He's that like he is well, a beacon of Gondor. Yeah, he's that <laughs> scary kind of white. But yeah. like not not physically threatening, but just that like stature kind of Oh. Like not the Russian kind I, of white scary where you feel like they would just cave your skull in and not yeah. feel bad about it for a second. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, I know those. Um <laughs> Yeah, but just the, his vibe I didn't feel like would go I thought if he did go to the cookout, he wouldn't know what to eat. <laughs> like, what's he would not? He what? You'd have to explain what potato salad is to do. I don't think he could hold a conversation, like which is not true to him, but it's based off right. of simply hunky dory. Yes, I don't think he would be able to hold yeah. a conversation that a, a black person would would want to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's that's what I feel like. I feel like right. they'd be like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Right, what you say, ma? Right, mm-hmm. and like you walk away, like anything else, because that you. I don't think so. Whereas, whereas. Fleetwood Mac, I thought, you know, the witchy vibes, they would come through and they would probably be entertaining. entertaining. Mm. I think, I think black people would be somewhat like very put off by David Bowie. I can see that. Not scared of him as like thinking of, not in the way of like, we don't want racist white people in our space. Just like, he's weird. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need to come to my house. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want him to know where I live. Yes. Because I got children. So, yes, that's what we've got here, uh, with Hunky Dory being the better album, but neither of them going to their respective opposite cultures. Correct, yeah. Um, Alright, so what are, what are our next albums? So we, we discussed that the, these next albums were, that were going to be uh, were albums that got us through high school. Mm-hmm. So, for me, my choice came from, I, I was a little bit... Of, a, of an emotional kid, a little bit of an emo <laughs> kid. But I didn't want anybody to know. Like, I was still trying to be cool. Ooh, but I didn't okay. want anybody to know. But th- I had this album I still will listen to and I will still enjoy. It's and- hard to be emo on the golf course. Oh, oh, I've never golfed in my life except for mini golf, which I am great at. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love I love this album. It, it meant something to me at the time. And I can tell it meant something to the, 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 the lyricist when he wrote it. And that album is August and Everything After by the Counting Crows. Counting Crows. Okay. Yes. I've heard of the Counting Crows. Yep. That's all I've got. All right. All right. It, interesting. I'm I'm ready to get my emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, be a little emo. I'm here for it. I was in the similar vein, but um, this is actually a pretty con- like nice jump for you from okay. from from uh, Lil Wayne's The Carter Three to this to this album. Uh, we we are of different ages, so like yes. what got me through high school is going to yes. be obviously different, uh, even in context. But something that I, got you through the retirement, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I identified as a light skinned dude with lots of feelings, right? Which is <laughs> I think I know what's going. Which is very very distinct, and at the time, uh, it becomes a character, right? It becomes a person, and the only person who was really owning that identity 
was Drake. Yeah. So you will be listening to Take Care. Take um, Care by Drake. Yes, which is, I still know every word to that oh, album. Oh, dude, yes! Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could sing the entire album. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Woo! So, uh, I'm excited. I, I'm not sure you're gonna like it, but I'm interested to see. It's fine. It'll be funny to see how our different emotions interact with each other. Yes. Right? That'll be interesting. Woo! I'm so looking forward to next Friday. Yep. We're doing it again. <laughs> uh, is this a three-peat? Is that what next week's going to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. That's that's has uh, been the other side of the tracks. Once again, I'm Jamie. I'm Caleb. Uh, you can find us on uh, the other side of the tracks on Facebook. Twitter. And Twitter, uh, you should definitely like or fo- and follow us. That would be lovely. Uh, so on Grinder and Grinder, uh, if you swipe in, that would be very helpful. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye. It's going down. It's going down. Anywhere you meet me, guaranteed to go down. Meet me in the trail. It's going down. All right. That's it. Fantastic. (laughs) How long was that?